Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Ooh, good stats. This Week in League, the Eels looking for a higher return on investment than Watmo and Foran have gone all in on Dick Smith shares. Origin absence is decisive in Tigers v Broncos clash, with the Tigers soaring in the absence of Robbie Farrah. Gold Coast, ear, nose and throat doctors expect a surge in business following the signing of Conrad Harrell to the Titans. And we preview all the action for round 13 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 224 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Once again, welcome to all our new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. And don't forget, if you're a new listener and you're on Twitter or Facebook, give us a shout and we'll get Tool Nation to show you some love and uh, give you some instant rugby league loving internet buddies um, or nemesis. Nemesis. If, uh, if you will, because let's face it. You know, we can we can't all be friends. It'd be great if we were. But no, as as the, the tool block party, whatever it was last week or the week before, or whatever, fucking kicking off. You know, people and you know, I just got to sit back and just feel like, just like like, a, like the watcher or something. Just <laughs> observe, document, Look, and try not to meddle. <laughs> the, the tool nation. The tool nation is actually the the model of an inclusive utopian society. <laughs> <laughs> because it takes all comers. That's true. That it is true. It takes people from all walks of life. It's true. Also, you know, whether you're boring deep inside a hole with other blokes up in a mine somewhere. Yep. Or you are a complete fucking aristocrat. You know, I was going to say <laughs> you know, anal grammatical Nazi. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. We got we got one of those. <laughs> and and everybody in between. Yep. Whether you sit down and tell other people's stories and insert yourself in them. Mm-hmm. There's a place in the Tool Nation for everybody. That's right. That's right. Um, come one, come all. Including imaginary Wade McKinnon and Jared Hayne. <laughs> the, yeah, or whichever imaginary threesome party, three, threesome partners that you you know want, elect to have. Spot on. Uh, in your imaginary threesomes. We've got Sorry. people all over the country. We yeah. had Tasmania join us last week. We did. We did. Like, to be fair, we've had Tasmania with us for a little while, but I mean, there's still, you know, legit probably less than 10. <laughs> Less, definitely less than 10. Uh, but uh, we've got two or three members. So, I mean, I'd like to think if we extrapolated the members from the number of members we have based on, you know, rugby league population. You know, Tasmania's probably fairly fairly good. We've probably got about 50% of the <laughs> Tasmanians who watch league. So, we're saying that if you perchance sat for election in Tasmania... You would have a very good shot of becoming a member of parliament. Well, I mean, is that where Jackie Lambie's from? <laughs> Do that fucking dumb mole can get in? Anyone can. I mean, because she is just like a yeah. dumb fucking bug and like, there's like no, there's nothing going for her. Nothing. Like any, politically, how's she going to fucking serve anybody? Are there any tax perks to us creating the Twill Party? Oh, you tell me. You know more about it. What did you learn off Clive? Anything? 
<laughs> part of the Tour Nation membership is a, is a fully fully laid on um, piss up at at, uh, at, the, at the Hyatt Coolum. <laughs> there we go. We'll just we'll, t- we'll turn our our members into uh, political members. Yeah. Reach the tax free threshold. Yep. Spot on. Yeah, we probably yeah. Well, no, hopefully they can keep it like that. We don't want to end up like like Sinn Fein or ISIS. <laughs> Because I have a feeling that it wouldn't take much to kick him over that way. <laughs> um, now, I'll just tweet of the mailbag for the week. Adrian underscore Maitland. Despite every cunt whining about this weekend and the L's victory, I must say it was a thoroughly entertaining round of football. We'll get into that, but I, I am inclined to agree. It's funny, you know, the great the great leveller. <laughs> take out take out some marquee plays, just put everyone on an even playing field, and uh, look, look what you know, magic happens. And somehow I, I was dreading looking at the tipping. I was looking at the tipping. And I was like, oh, "Fuck! I'm I'm pos- I'm bound to have zero from four this week." Yeah, three. I actually I actually called the dragons and I called uh, the one after it. What was the one after it? Sunday one, uh, Canberra. Oh, the, the only one I missed was the, the Broncos one. Terrible weekend on the punt. Oh really? Terrible the, weekend on the punt. Yeah, I had a shit Monday on the punt uh, with the UFC, but um, I didn't punt anything on, on the footy at the moment. Yeah, worse than my results on the punt. Yeah, was the backstabbing on the punt. How so? Well, we've got a triumvirate. Okay. And it's nothing official. Yeah. Normally, you know, once a week we'll throw out some messages around, okay, what what are we getting on? Yep. Sam always comes back with, you know... Corey O's first try scorer. Corey scorer. <laughs> Corey O's try any time. Broncos 13 plus. <laughs> hey, there's been a shit ton of money one on. There has, there year. has. Um, and, and we were all... Who are we getting on? No, it wasn't the... Jack Reed. Wasn't Lachlan the Miranda first was, try score? Um, oh no, it was the uh, the Cowboys Dragons yep. game. Yep. So I'm pretty all, sure I'm pretty sure you thought the Dragons were going to win that game when you were talking about it last week. Yeah, I did. But in saying that, we we ended up throwing money on the cows. Yeah. Just the Dragons being the Dragons, uh, and so here we are in this SMS chain mm-hmm. talking about all the Cowboys bets we're going to turn on. Yeah. And then when we're talking about the doggies bets, we're all whinging, going, you know, we're behind. We need to make up. Yeah. And the third member of our party. Dan, who is yeah. a Bulldogs fan. A Bulldogs fan, yeah, I've met Dan, yeah. Yeah, so an absolute yeah. horrible human being. Um, <laughs> comes back and says, oh no, I'm up. I took the Dragons last night. So he ah. sat there watching us go on and on and on about all these Cowboys bets. Went, <laughs> didn't mention anything he was doing. <laughs> didn't think to say, well, I'm doing this, you know, your mileage may vary, but I'm doing this for X, Y, Z reasons. Which basically puts him just under Robert Louis. <laughs> on, on my list of people I despise. Shit, mate. Like, yeah. Just like utterly shit friend. Fuck, absolute shit. And especially, especially after I've seen, you know, Sam giving him one of his season ticket seats for yeah. the double for a double header a couple of That's years it. ago with, you know, um, when doggies were playing. That's it. Jeez. Dan, look at yourself, mate. Yeah. You're shit, mate. The biggest tiger. Origin period. Less games across. Teams actually look like there's a salary cap. Tick. Games are close and awesome. Tick, hash origin period puzzles. Was, I, was, I thought about awesome, but close for sure. Mm. And like willing contests. I mean, we'll talk about the Paramount one later. Paramount one later. I mean, that's that's a traditional Vivazella, and I mean, it wasn't a quality game, but fuck, they were going for it though. They were trying, <laughs> and and it translated into like you know you, you got sucked into it. Uh, the real Jedi. The NRL needs to make origin standalone over three consecutive Sundays. Split rounds and teams missing their stars is good for no one. Well. Good for tigers, and dragons. 
<laughs> Canberra fans. And even the night at the end was only like two minutes from being good for the Knights fans too. A blade of grass from being good for the Knights fans. So, so I don't know if it's good for no one, but I, I just, you know, I, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Penrith fans and Manly fans wish they could caught these teams on the week when they're stripped out of all their players. I oh, know, we I mean, beat the Broncos. Why wouldn't you do it anytime? Apparently yeah, but fine. I mean... We'll take the fucking Broncos anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, now you say this and you'll play them again later in the year in round two and get fucking blasted. No, we're, we're the Broncos hoodoo team now. Oh, yep. all right. All right, that's on, that is uh, recorded and ready to trot out at every convenience. <laughs> Giannis underscore Mateus. Thank fuck we can contribute under aliases, otherwise the unemployment rate would rise with your popularity. <laughs> Any work that would fire someone based on what they tweet, um, unless, you know, provided it's not... Like full on like racist fucking like yeah, hate speech. Stay away from the bigotry. If it's bants, like then who fucking cares? Yeah. And like I, and I, I had a, I had a job that tried it on with me. I, they'd fucking tried it on. Really? They, yeah, had printouts of, of tweets and everything. Wow. That was the last place I worked for before I started my own businesses. Wow. Which is you know a fucking big deciding fact. And they and they and I'm going, hang on a minute. That's nine p.m. at night. That's watching the footy show talking about Jacqueline Magne. That's talking about Phil Gould. That's talking about something during a game. I'm like, fuck you. I was like, you fucking absolutely zero fucking say, right, anything, go fuck yep. yourself. And they're like, oh, you got to do this and you're like, no, I don't. I don't have to do any of that fucking shit. Yeah. Well, you know, I can, you know, I can do. I'm fuck off, leave you in the lurch <laughs> with all the projects that I've got fucking half done, and you can go fuck yourself. How about that? Lovely. <laughs> and uh, yeah. You never look back. And uh, yeah, and so they, they, they gave me two weeks paid to think about coming back, and so I took their two weeks paid, and then on the last day, I decided that no, I won't, and um, all my clients jumped over. So Love your work. <laughs> go fuck yourselves, a former place of business in 2008. Um, where are we? Aussie Chuck Bravo. Noam Chomsky, the unsung rugby league futurist. Read that in the 70s. He predicted that Luke Brooks would miss a thousand tackles. <laughs> As it was, and, I, and also, the, a special mention to Frogmore. It doesn't translate to audio, but he basically overlaid what you said over a picture. Like one of those, you know, memes with like, you know, the, the quote memes of, with a picture of actually, you know, Noam the, Chomsky. The, the cursive. In with the, the cursive, it, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> and it, made it made it look legit, which just made it, was just, it made it even funnier with the, you know, I can't remember what it was, but it was... Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Hammers, H4MMERZ. Thanks to this week in league, I can never pronounce the word hyperbole the way it was intended. Of course, hyperbole is the official way you pronounce it on the show. Um, actually, that thing, that thing, that Chomsky thing, that was about, um, about Tyrone Peachy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Today, we went just to get, pick up some afternoon tea and some bits and pieces for the kids after school. And lately, those, you know, those little mini, mini figures have been like reduced down, like they're about a buck now. Yep. And so the kids are like, oh, can we get one? I said, yeah, okay. And they got like series one and series two or, you know, wave one, wave two, something like that. And so I said, okay, which wave do you want? And they're like, you know, two. So I pulled the box down. Okay, reach in there, you know, pick the one you want. Both of them come home. Both yeah. of them got Tyrone well, Peachy. <laughs> so if you want a Tyrone Peachy. <laughs> and on that subject, if anyone, uh, when the uh, when they got the first ones last week or something like that, Killer's gone, he's opened up the bit of paper inside, it's got like laid all out, all the ones you can get. And he's like, oh, you can get Steve Matai. So if anyone's got a Matai, they want a double or something, they want to donate to the cause, hit me up because uh, I will take it off your hands. If somebody does have a Steve Matai, they're going to send to Nate. Please get lots of bubble wrap for the packaging. <laughs> Because uh, the figures are very realistic, and so Matt I will be brittle and, and due to break at the slightest pressure from the postal delivery worker. 
fucking I don't know if you can see over there, but I got I bought a bunch of fucking DIY pops, like blank pop vinyls. Yeah, nice. So I've got fucking I've got the uh, I've got sculpting clay and and some tools and airbrush kit and everything coming this week. And so I'm gonna start making some custom ones, and one of the ones on the on the list, the, the request to my son is Steve Matai. So I got to let us sculpt fucking cornrows, and she's gonna be it's gonna be tremendous. Wow. But uh, I will be showing the results of people. Isn't the word I. Yeah, amazing, he's going to be a, a, a probably a, <laughs> doing cornrows. I can just imagine how fucking difficult that's going to be. So uh, jam the model in clay <laughs> straight up your japs eye, <laughs> japs. and then hold it over the head <laughs> and squeeze out <laughs> in curly patterns. That's not going to fucking plait it though, is it? Like <laughs> no. Well, if you hey, speaking speaking of cornrows, have you seen fucking um, Andrew Fafita's hair lately? I mean, you're the you're the hairstyle aficionado. I haven't heard you bring up for oh, feet his hair. The rainbow. He's got like kind cody. of like he's got kind of like two like cornrow sort of platy things that go over the middle, like kind of like I don't know, like horns or something, like some sort really? of fucking Klingon fucking thing or something. So Woody looks like a homeless person fucked the eighties. Oh, like a homeless person fucked a Klingon or a <laughs> 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 homeless person fucked Darth Maul no, or something. To be know. to be frank, I've been in a fairly fucking zen zen place. <laughs> Mitch Rain, what a sensational man. <laughs> fucking great bloke <laughs> yeah there's actually good uh, on him yeah yeah well, well done son we'll get to that uh, Rob sold out if I get a point for every tweet slash review this week in league has read of mine in the last two weeks I'd be above Newcastle on the ladder poor cunts uh, Grasshopper 474 fuck Jay is kidding himself if he thinks Rab is everyone Rab is everyone's grandpa I'd put the cunt in the home never to see daylight again oh fuck I agree. off I agree, no. I agree 100% and I would have done it 10 years ago yeah you know what? It's cool to hate on Rabs. I would have euthanized him. No, it's cool to hate on Rabs. Is it? Yep. It's it's just fucking real. No, it's, it's a, hipster. It's, a, it's not hipster. It's, it's fucking, fucking hipster to hate on Rabs. It's, it's the truth. No. It's the truth. No. If you can seriously tell me that you can sit there and listen, oh, now I get I've, I've talked myself into understanding your bullshit viewpoint. <laughs> He sits there fucking masturbating, having like this old people, old people fucking, you know, hand on, hand on dick tug off session, you know, with Gus, with your mate. No, 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 and he, not and, at all. And then they talk, they argue about whatever's going to be on fucking Channel 9 next week and, oh, no, it's no, no, absolutely no. unlistenable I'm shit. Not, I'm not saying the Channel 9 product placement is good. I'm saying that he is a cultural icon. I'm not saying it's right that he sits around and talks about greyhounds and beers and... What about them what about basically calling players whatever they fucking like? What, like calling like Adam Blair's Thai or vice versa or... <laughs> like, I mean, the basic the basic tenets of like play-by-play... You've got your colour and you've got your play-by-play. He's a play-by-play guy and the basic the basic requirements of a play-by-play guy are to call the action accurately and that includes the players' names and numbers. Yeah, he gets um, there in the end. Yeah, sometimes no. <laughs> you know what? If you go through Twitter and find a hundred people that hate Rabs, yeah, you wouldn't put yourself in a room with ten of them. <laughs> what does that mean? You're saying the people would be terrible people who hate I'm Rabs. Saying, I'm saying it's hips that I hate Rabs. And if you think, think about the service he's given the game, service. He's been paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. What service? It's yeah. not a fucking charity. Yeah, do it for free. <laughs> so you're saying Jamie Lyons given no service to rugby league? Because he's, he's been paid to do it. He's given great service to Manly. Because he's been paid to do it. Well, no, he, he's, he's, he's foregone paid to serve Manly. Oh, stop it. Origin pay, well, $30,000 a game. So it's like three hundred grand, probably he's, at least, that he's fucking pissed away just to play for Manly. Because he's a fucking vagina with legs. <laughs> no. So he's, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, Jamie Lyon has forsaken a lot of fucking money. Australian money, New South Wales money. He's probably done himself out of fucking three, four mil. 
with match bonuses for origin shit. Mainstay, like he's like 30 origin games probably. So how's that improve rugby league by not playing rugby league? Oh, I guess you're right. No, no. He's not playing rugby league. No, what, I'm saying, rugby league. what I'm saying is he's, he's been a great servant to the Manly, Manly club. No, no, I said to rugby league. Well, I mean, servants to Manly, our servants to rugby league, aren't they? It's the fucking people's champions. It's the fucking team of the, you know, the you team of the people's the team of rugby league. I mean, when when Manly's going well, rugby league's going well. <laughs> as, they say, as, well. They, as, they, as they say, <laughs> as they say, as the saying goes, <laughs> I believe I got it right. Because let me tell you, it ain't fucking South when South's going well. Because <laughs> I was there at that grand final when they're ringing the fucking bell, <laughs> jamming up Rusty's fucking no. ass. No, um, forget about the rap side. So yeah, listen. This this Rabs thing it's it's it's, it's interesting you say I never thought you'd you'd, uh, you'd feel that way yet again it it's hipster hate Rabs I'm not saying that all the stuff he says is great I'm not saying all the stuff he says is uh, I think it's hipster to like Rabs I think it's actually the other way now no. it's because it's like the whole thing like I'm going to go for the uncool thing no and try and make it cool because no, that's what it it's is because the whole hipster vibe is not liking things the whole hipster vibe is just being anti stuff I think it's more like trying to be A contrary hipster. no contrary to whatever the majority no. view is no. It's contrary. That's half of it. But and you also and, that's, have and to liking Rabs is contrary to the majority view. No, no, no. That's just contrary to the majority view. To be a, a true hipster, you have to have no love in your heart. <laughs> Bullshit. They love like neutral milk hotel and craft beers to, and fucking no. drinking out of jars and shit. No, 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 no. They don't love that shit. Oh, they, they fuck, they don't. No, they don't. Oh, they love fucking. They love not drinking to his new. <laughs> Their hearts. Their hearts are as fucking black as the player's raps gets confused. <laughs> Fuck off, hipsters. Love your raps. Uh, it's, 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 it's disgusting. You're slobbering. <laughs> slobbering like old man penis. Um, Kim W. Jobson. With all the swearing, your ISC superhero jersey would have to be Deadpool, right? New listener catching up on old episodes. That was great. And, and when you mentioned it, I thought, Dead, fuck, no, I mean, Deadpool's not, not controlled by the... Well, I'm sure, okay, so who we got? We had we had Daredevil. That was Netflix last year. We always have Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America. Well, fucking Tigers were like War Machine or some shit, weren't they? Last year. Knights with Spider-Man. So actually, okay, so it's not actually all like MCU sort of Marvel controlled stuff. It can be can be whatever. Yeah. So fuck, man, Deadpool may be chance, man. That uh, you know, you'd hope you would hope that the Dragons or someone wouldn't get fucking Deadpool, though, right? Fuck, I could do with a deal with a manly yeah. Deadpool one. Just fucking just take it a shade back to you know like the maroon instead of you know instead of straight red. Mm. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Although well, Deadpool one was fucking awesome without a fucking green fucking coconut water logo on the arm though. <laughs> sublimated too so it's like you know it wasn't even like a iron you know like an iron on heat that. seal patch but the, um, my young fellows club has got their training shirts yeah and they've just blatantly ripped off the uh, the Hulk one yeah um, so will they put like abs and, and shit on and, yeah, yeah so and it's like the, tearing out the thing the, and the, the brothers club yeah. shirt yeah with a, like a peck ripped off and the yeah. abs ripped off and green green <laughs> muscle on like completely infringe of a thousand yeah. trademarks and copyrights and kids love it it's fantastic yeah they don't, they don't call it Hulk the kids just know it as the Hulk <laughs> it's it's the the brother's bulk Mr. Underscore Wars custom this week in league playing cards for 2017 membership each card featuring a key player or, twi- or this week in league member poker nights would go off see I don't know would it be playing like a pack of playing cards or would it be a like, car, like a, a, a limited edition run of, of like just cards, like trading cards, and then each person gets different 
You know, well, like no, he says Pokemonite, so yeah, he's talking about tra- yeah, he's talking about playing cards. But I'm thinking, would, would it be that or the other? But look, we we have the technology to do this, and we have the person that could uh, draw them up to accurately and, uh, represent. Though, yep, it'd have to be a uh, a limited edition chase pack. One yep. in a hundred decks, yep. would come completely stuck together. <laughs> And it, it's, and it would literally is like literally like glue them together. <laughs> you gotta peel them off. <laughs> so it's like using like I said, using like a white clag, like just like it's just <laughs> dumping it on there. Fuck it, L. That's tremendous. And your Sam would be the one that would do it too, probably. Caleb Shanks. No mention. Okay, this is talking about the we're talking about the you know people who actually achieve very very high level success at multiple codes and ones that were not just derivatives of each other and you know with transfer transferable skills. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Caleb Shanks says no mention of our finest in quotes code hopper Elise Perry. No respect for female athletes. Shame on you. Which he then destroys all of that by saying hash code hop on my face. <laughs> Wow. So, so uh, excuse me, sir. Um, <laughs> I know nothing. That's disrespectful. I, I, I know. I, I, I did look it up. Yeah. And she she was playing so soccer since, and cricket since under sixteens level. Yeah. Dual sports. Yeah. So I would say she'd go close to taking the crown. Just maximum, based, maximum respect. Well, just that she didn't even you know hop. She I, did them both at the same yeah, time. Yeah. I I read a story um, the other day that. The Matildas played. They weren't full strength. They were missing maybe three players that were very good players. What did the Matildas play? A soccer one. Like soccer. The, the soccer chicks. So this would have been. Okay. Her, this was the Elise Perry's chicks, right? They played like. Oh, the under fifteen. Newcastle sport. Institute yeah. of Sport under fifteens got done like five nil or seven nil or something. Yeah. I, Interesting. I don't know anything about soccer other yep. than it's boring and you can fall over yep. without anyone touching you. Yeah. Mexicans um, like it. Um, <laughs> Soccer, nachos, Adiaga, Adiaga. Um, holds it, holds it. Um, yep, apparently, these soccer people were very surprised. Yeah, there was a story there. Okay, because they were never expected to actually win. And okay, and for the under 15s, yeah, yeah, they were scoring goals and having a great old time. Yeah, but for the the pro team, it was just about. Yeah, basically a positioning. Learning how to drill. lose and stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> the kids. A positioning, like okay, well, uh, you know, you have to be here, and I don't know. Yeah, soccer, I, d- I dare say you, the the goal he has to be in front of the goal. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, there's got to be a certain level of professional <laughs> pride in what, in what you do. And you'll be like, I know you're a kid, and yeah, I'm not going to come in and absolutely fucking butcher but you the, in a tackle. The other thing However, is, you know, in Formula One, you're not scoring on me ever, motherfucker. You know, in Formula One, how they've got to you know warm up the tires and yep. they'll, they'll go a little bit harder than, yep. than they generally would in a race yep. scenario. Uh, it was the first time a soccer scoreboard was taken above three. So it was nice for the, the internal well, yeah. gears in Newcastle to get a workout. That's a world record then. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and then the fifth the fifth team I think they're the fifth ranked team, maybe. So only like but number one I presumably is like, you know, Brazil or something like someone that has kids would go, they'd probably do them one nil. Yeah. I'll tell you what, talking about future uh, superstars. Yeah. I've a cousin yeah. who uh, could very well be playing soccer and AFL. She's good enough to do both. Yeah. Fantastic. I put a name out there, except for the fucking degenerate sex pest. Yeah, obviously disrespectful. Caleb Shanks on Twitter. Caleb Shanks on Twitter. 
tweeting it saying saying the coat hop all over his face. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Snappy. <laughs> she'll, she'll be the uh, the uh, the coat hopper of the future. Snappy Sazi. Superstar. Yep, Snappy Sazi. Hey guys, not sure if you've been gender specific, but at least Perry's an awesome Oz, a dual sports person, cricket and soccer. Thank you for educating <laughs> us ignorant fucks on this subject. Uh, D. Matea. Eddie the Eagle went from skiing to become Eric the Eel in swimming to compete in two separate Olympics. Amazing athlete. <laughs> also managed to somehow change the pigmentation of his skin and become Polynesian as well, I believe, for his swimming career. But then again, if you're swimming, he's probably outside. He's got a nice tan, I guess. Um, uh, Mikey. He's a Jamaican bobsled team too was he? <laughs> I don't know it was, he's the one that had like the egg to put the egg down his pants all the time <laughs> um, Mikey Smokes said uh, former Kiwi and Canberra Raider Brent Todd also represented New Zealand in water polo that's a tough sport and completely fucking different to rugby league too so legal testicle res- grabbing yeah I mean that, there's, there's some heavy fucking work on the on the boys yeah you know and like the women what are the women they just like fully just fucking like fisting each other in there <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you can't see what's going on. I mean, in the water, you just see the legs going when they do the water shop. You just see everyone like just get absolutely fucking Crisco anal fisted. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, it'll probably be. Yeah. I'd love one of those David Attenborough undersea microphones <laughs> that capture the sounds because then it'd just, just be like all these whoosh, whoosh, just the lips just out and back and just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like um, so mix a lot. Like, <laughs> dum, 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 dum. <laughs> oh, uh, nasty! <laughs> this weekend, X Factors on a blood buzz. A shout out to a couple of people, multiple people on a blood buzz. Williams two seven seven, Jamie underscore Mancini one, and Dan McGregor on Facebook. All sent us the same one this afternoon, about four hours ago. At least the time when I grabbed these retweeting or sharing the Facebook post from the Manly Ringer Sea Eagles official accounts Manly captain Jamie Lyon on Dylan Walker's New South Wales selection quote he's got that bit of X factor about him I wasn't surprised to see him picked I would definitely have him in the side end quote there you go X factor confirmed that Jamie, that Jamie Sow is a real kind of a by, person isn't he? by diving blights <laughs> on the game of rugby league uh, X factor lives up to its own X factor it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just it's so beautiful that, that Jamie Lyon be the one to deliver another X factor straight yeah. to your testicles um, Maddie McP25 uh, NBA TV <laughs> you're even inspiring the NBA now apparently and the quote there was uh Love has been an X factor for the Cavs so far this postseason. Will really strong play at home translate to Toronto? And of course it did because the Cavs won their way through to the finals. Um, Mark underscore Raw. Boyd, so fluffy, talking about Adam Blair. I love playing with him. He's a great bloke on and off the field, and you need those kind of players that have a bit of X factor about them. Yep, Jamie Lyon in the same category. I don't Darius even believe Boyd. that quite because Darius Boyd has never fucking in his life said that many words in an interview. <laughs> That's like the sum total like aggregate of his entire fucking media career. It's bullshit. Um, Marcus followed up again. Uh, and to follow up, Mike Coleman from the Korea Mail, I believe, has tagged Justin O'Neill with it too. Quote, I reckon Justin O'Neill is going to be the X factor for Kevin Walters' first ever origin side. There was plenty of discussion about who Kevy should bring into the back line following the retirement of Justice Hodges and the injury that ruled Billy Slater out of the series and blah, blah, blah. You know, goes on more bullshit. But, um, yeah, Justin O'Neill, X factor. Sad state of Australian journalism. And I, American sports journalism I, too, by the way. I'll tell you right now, free fucking membership to the person <laughs> who can identify 
the only player who hasn't been called an X-Factor at some stage in the career. Because I'm pretty sure at this stage, we get like 10 a week. <laughs> and this is obviously going on well before we've been looking at it. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, the, the answer is probably like... See, I reckon even Tony Wounds would have got the tag at some point. Yeah. Like, someone like... Fuck. Like... See, even, even Scott Minto, he's, a, he's an X-Factor all over him too. Lance Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, Lucky like, fucking, I'm just trying to think of some of those... Um, Although, see, he, oh, shit, he's a sort of player that would have got it. Cause he Jai Mullane. Oh. See, even like Ben Walker would have had a bit of X-Factor about him. Yep. Yeah. Because he had that year where he topped the scoring yep. for Northern Eagles. So, yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough. And you've got to be able to prove that they're the only one too. That's a... <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So if anyone hasn't got a life, <laughs> I want to save there'll, be, there'll be twenty-five minutes of small print at the end of this episode <laughs> regarding this competition. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, you've got to you've got to prove to us it's the only person. Um, and then Jay will come out next week and call him the X Factor. <laughs> it sucks to be you. This week in Luke Dawn had a tweet from Brian, um, and his Twitter handle is Grubby McGrub. However, I'm pretty sure it used to be like something like Fluffy Fish, and uh, and I'm further to that. I'm sure that uh, we met at a grand final, um, 2013 maybe, or maybe 2011. Mm. I'm not sure. I remember we met at a grand final and, uh, and perhaps uh, bourbon or something was partaken. Um, he said, listening to Super League Pod for the first time, thanks to this week in League Tour Nation for putting me onto it. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, everyone else, go give those guys a listen for sure. And uh, this week... I believe they've corrected the dire pronunciation issues that they had last week that we picked them up on. Um, I believe the one that really sticks in my head was Akuma Ta'ai. So let's see how they go this week. Hello everyone and welcome again to This Week in Luke Dawn. I'm Tom and as always I'm here with my podcast pal Mark to run you through this week's goings on in the ESL. Yeah, it all started on Thursday night with uh, Castleford falling victim to Wigan, 33 points to 26. Uh, it's Refal Arama at the jungle as players, coaches and fans alike demonstrated, shockingly, that they know the rules less well than the man in the middle with the whistle. A stellar display from the ice cream salesman Don Manfredi for Wigan just edged his wing opponent, Denny Solomona, and then Matty Smith kicked Wigan to victory. And on Friday, Salford were inspired to a big win over the Wakefield Wildcats, thanks largely to strong displays from junior South Michael Dobson and two-time wife-beater and all-time scumbag Robert Louis. The 38 points to 8 scoreline may have slightly flattered Salford, but since Wakefield uh, contrived to get two men sent to the sin bin, it was definitely a deserved win for the Devils. At the same time, Warrington were hammering Leeds by 52 points to 18, dominant by Warrington and dismal by Leeds. If the rumours of NRL clubs looking at some of the Leeds stars are true, the Leeds club might want to send them DVDs of this year's Games Down Under to put them off the idea. Ashton Sims unleashed his inner grub in a punch-up, and even that ended with Leeds on the losing end. Daryl Clark and Stefan Ratchford outshone even the returning pie-smasher Chris Sandow for a rampant wolf side. And on Saturday afternoon, it was Hull FC 32, St. Helens 24 over at the KCOM Stadium. Saints lost Skeletor early in the piece and Hull were able to capitalise. Mahe Fanua bagged a try whilst Mark Minicello continued his impressive form this season with some strong running, making eight tackle busts uh, in another Hull home victory. 
Down in the south of France, the Catalan Dragons were 34 points to 16 winners over Hull Kingston Rovers. The Rovers, quite sensibly, left Terry Campesi at home for this one. They didn't want him delaying airport security with all the metal that must be now holding his broken body together. We'll never know if his presence may have helped his side as the Dragons got back into winning ways, aided mostly by strong showings from home-born talent like Tony Gigo, Julian Bousquet and Vincent Dupont. And in the final game of the weekend, Huddersfield allowed an early 16 points to 4 lead disappear to finally capitulate 24 points to 20 against a witness side, ending a 9-match losing streak in the league. Akuma Ta'ai ran for 120 of Huddersfield's metres, but strong showings from Hep Cahill, Reese Hambry and Charlie Runciman meant witness tasted victory for the first time since early March. Yet that all sees little change in the league standings. The South Pacific All-Stars are still top, with Warrington, Wigan and Les Aussies in close pursuit. For Leeds and Huddersfield, the threat of missing out on the top eight and the playoffs is now becoming a reality. Oh, just one thing on the general. It's funny, last week we were talking about like uh, one person had sound, you know, issues with the sound or whatever. And... Um, in completely unrelated incident, editing the show at like fucking, I don't know, like probably finishing up around two o'clock in the yep. morning or something that on Thursday morning or whatever, Wednesday morning, whatever day we recorded. And, um, and I just obviously just fucked something up. <laughs> and so the fact that the sound was weird last week was completely unrelated to, to the to the things we were talking about in the show. And no, I wasn't trolling or anything like that either. Uh, look, if I had have thought of it, yeah, I would have been great. But I, it was it was purely uh, coincidence and accidental. And and the sound issues are, are a thing of the past, as as those listening right now would realise. But um, I'm not sure what happened last week, but I definitely fucked something up. But uh, yeah, all sorted. news this week is origin week as it is you know like grand final week and all these other weeks which is not a great news week uh, per se it's a lot of puff pieces about players making their origin dreams come true and how they're not total shit cunts now that they're redeemed and playing origin and so on and you know we don't really go with that shit but um which i'll tell you what is probably yep. yet another sign yeah that all the rest of the weeks the news is 90 percent bullshit anyway because it's not just that news stops happening no no it's just weeks. true no that's true but i mean like you know, we we thought we'd certainly find three or four decent, oh, most definitely. meaty most things to definitely. talk about. So I mean, they do actually exist. Yeah. But, uh, I just think this week the journalists are, are preoccupied with the, you know, for the game, yeah, for the love of the yeah. game stuff. And this origin for me, this origin series is really like, it's like snuck up. I mean, like I obviously intellectually. I know that last weekend was massively reduced because players were out because they're playing Origin tomorrow night. Yeah, on Wednesday night. But just like whatever the other you know aspect or other intellectually is, I saw today the origins tomorrow night. I was going, oh fucking wow, really? Yeah. Like it's been kind of low key or something. I'm not sure what the deal is, but just it feels like it's been really low key, like without that massive build up that it usually has. My lead up to Origin, yeah, sneaks up on me the further I get from the days when I'd be out. At a pub somewhere. Oh, somewhere. yeah, you do see all that Getting sort of... Yeah. Because you, you're teeing it up yep. Yep. with everyone, you know, now. It, it's another Wednesday night and yep. catch up with a couple of mates and, yep. and have a quiet one. But Yep, yep. That makes sense. Mm. That's probably it. Um, 
Anyway, our first story this week, and uh, we've got a lot of transfer and injury stuff to talk about, really, but Parramatta will be without their skipper and star halfback, Kieran Foran, for the rest of 2016 after he was told he would require season-ending shoulder surgery. Foran has struggled through matches against the Storm and Knights in the past fortnight with a left shoulder complaint forcing him from the field midway through the first half against Newcastle on Monday night. While coach Brad Arthur has previously declared there was no structural damage involved in the injury, it was revealed on Tuesday that Foran now requires surgery on a damaged bicep tendon, bringing an end to a tumultuous first season at the Eels. The news comes as another massive blow for the club, who Arthur declared last week had hit rock bottom after a season plagued by salary cap breaches and off-field turmoil. Foran had checked out of a Queensland rehabilitation clinic recently to return to the field after a prescription drug overdose saw him hospitalised last month. With a 12-point salary cap punishment still hanging over their heads, the Eels now face the daunting prospect of needing to win 11 from 12 remaining games without their skipper for an unlikely finals berth. So fair to say that the, the dream is absolutely fucking over. Um, there's, they're not going to do it with Foran. Without Foran, sorry. Yeah, I don't think so either. And, uh, like, no chance. Zero chance. Oh, fuck, I'm putting, I'm, I'm putting my name on it right now. Mm. Zero fucking chance. Yep. And it'll be zero chance as of, like, you know, three weeks from now. Well, by three games from now, buys accepted and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Three actual games they play from now, it'll be done and dusted, and it'll be ac- academic. So, foreign, what a fuck. Like, and people, uh, so, so people tweeted me, um, going, fuck you, you know, you said that Foran was, you know, like the way he plays, like he was, he's, he was shot at the age of like a young age, his body yeah, was fucking yeah. shot. Yeah. Wow. And like, and like, I don't wish injury on anyone, but fuck, wow. Yeah. Clearly, like more than I, worse than I ever thought. Yeah. I mean, I could see that he was getting niggles and stuff like that because he just plays too hard. Like he, you know, runs into the line, you know, like a forward and, you know, tackles, you know, puts himself on the line in, in defense, but Fuck! I didn't think he was like that bad to the point. Like, so he's like, he's gonna lose his whole year with his shoulder thing. Well, yeah, yep. almost. Yep. And wow! And he's only on a two-year deal with Parramatta. He's got two years option after that. But with all his salary cap and stuff like that, you know, would you really, you know, how how kindly is he thinking about the whole thing? Yeah. And he's have a year rubbed out where he doesn't have that, you know, camaraderie. And then they've got a they've, they've got a gel next year now. Like it's 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 such a massive blow to the entire club. On top of you know, all the other blows they've taken, taking more blows and fucking <laughs> blows to the face and fucking Jenna Jameson this year. Yeah, it, it's almost as if in hindsight, yeah, it would have been kinder to Parramatta to strip them of all points and have them playing for no points. Yeah, yeah, it it would you know that that would have just let them clean slate. Yep, get on with it. And so now it's going to be uh, like a death row thing that's going to persist for another month. Yeah. Until it's until I can like exhale because okay, now there's mathematically well, there is zero chance, so we can only you know, put that straight out of our mind. They, there's still there's still then the fact that they fucked up. Yeah. Before if if the NRL had just come out, I'm not suggesting this is what they should have done. It's a, a very interesting turn of circumstance though. Yep. That if if Todd had come out and just gone, that's it, no points, rest of the year, you win the spoon. Yep. Then they could have gone out there and blamed their entire season on the board and the NRL yep. and that. This puts it squarely back on their shoulders, and yep. that will do messed up things to their heads. Yep. Uh, but fuck, unlucky, Kieran Foran. Unlucky. So I mean, the, the, I, I haven't done the, the sums, but I mean, the amount of money they put down what Mo and Foran. Oh, they got it back on what? They kept the receipt. Yeah, but they still had a they still had a year of it though. <laughs> they, they, they had to throw a year. And far and and now foreign as well. I mean, that's that's got to be some of the lowest return on investment in the history of NRL big name signing. Uh, I I haven't given it a second thought before it just came out of my mouth. Then 
Just, um, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think too. There's, there's been a couple of the the really long long term deals, like if you and per capita. So yeah, yeah. So adjusted for for inflation and salary yeah, cap increases. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Benji Marshall's 20 year deal at the tail end of the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like Benji Marshall didn't get paid out for you know all of that all of that stuff, and also he didn't miss like. You know, he had he had some injuries early on. He didn't miss stuff late on though. Yeah, he had his shoulders and he. Yeah, but that was all. That was all reasonably early on. Yeah, but that was so. when he was getting the big money. He's getting big money after he saw, after they won the, the premiership. That he had he had his shoulders around you know thereabouts. But I mean, he was Glenn would you know delight in telling me like because I mean I always the same thing like Benji's shoulder. Like, yeah, you know, now it's now it's Benji passing into third row. But it used to be Benji <laughs> Benji blonde shoulders, and. And then, then, you know, people bring facts into the fucking thing and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, he hasn't had a shoulder thing for like fucking four years. Oh, okay, fair enough. Then maybe oh, okay. his shoulders are shit. There you go. But, um, <laughs> it was his knee then. It was something. <laughs> his vagina. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it was a, the bone in his yeah, Yeah, but he was never, I mean, we're not, we're not talking Kieran Foreign money though either. He was like, he was an amazing prospect for the Tigers, blasted through injury. And then the only other deal he's had ever since then was playing like orange peel for us, and he fucking fractured his elbow peeling oranges. And so but he was, uh, I'd see, I'd, he'd probably be the luckiest escape because they had that shit fight with him and the uh, the, dra- the lucky escape for the dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah for that real. Could have been nasty. Yep. Um, but yeah, try, so yeah, it's like forum would have to be paid. Sorry, Molson, you need you need someone like who's on that that Watmo fucking seven hundred and fifty yeah. grand a year, like and foreign fuck knows how much he is when you put the brown paper bags and everything in the mix. <laughs> like he's on a million a year easily. So that kind of level, that's when you're getting into the rarefied air of like it has to be like yeah. a season a yeah. season where Thurston level guy or Lockyer level mm. guy has been removed from the game. Yep. And, yeah, it, no, might, and right. it might be as simple as something like a, a carny thing, but where it's not an injury, but it's you know something else that's down. fucking rubbed in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe that's a, you know reasonably close to like a poor return on investment, but uh, yeah, interesting. I'm sure the people out there will uh, let us know. It's probably at least fucking Perry. Um, now, just <laughs> fucking answered everything. Um, last night, I don't know if you're watching Monday Night Football, but after the game, <laughs> they were across the studio with the Maddie John stuff, and they got Nathan Highmarsh on staff, and. Um, He's had a couple. You remember the, the obviously like any any TV show, they're trying to create viral shit that people cheer around on facing stuff. Yeah. So, so he's had some stuff with Thurston, where Thurston's fucking drooling him over, you know, not winning a premiership and stuff. Last night, Danny Wicks coming off the field and Hindmarsh. <laughs> the story goes, has been forced to apologise to Parramatta forward Danny Wicks over a remark after last night's game in Newcastle referring to his time in jail for drug dealing. As Wicks was being interviewed after the game, Hindmarsh said, bit of a game plan tonight about offloading the pill, but you got caught a few times in possession. (laughs) Wicks went along with it at the time, but this morning his agent Steve Gillis lodged an official complaint with Fox Sports boss Steve Crawley. I just said to them I thought it was inappropriate, Gillis said. Hindmarsh then rang Wicks to personally apologise. The network has also removed the mark- remark from the Matty John Show replay on the website. Wicks re-emerged at the Eels last year, last year after spending two years in jail for drug dealing in 2009 while at Newcastle Knights. Crawley said Hindmarsh apologised immediately. A show like this sometimes crosses the boundaries and this time we fucked it up, Crawley said. It's a great lesson and reminder to us. Hindmarsh uh, then said he regretted what he said. I actually admire Danny Wicks for the way he's come back from difficult times. I crossed the line and that's why I rang him straight away. Um... The network's boss of magazine shows, Gary Burns, said it was out of character for Hindmarsh. It was so unhindy, he said. It's not his go. I just, I don't want the show to alienate the players. I don't want them being mean-spirited. 
outside. For starters, soft. I wonder if I, I'm pretty. Uh, I'd like to think that Wicks didn't ring up the manager and go, "Oh, it's me about something." I think the manager's probably seen it and it's gone. Tell you what, though, it yeah. it makes me seriously consider that offer we've had from Foxtel for a TV show. If that sort of stuff's off limits, well, yeah, we'd consider be in a lot of trouble. Consider ripping that up. Yeah, I just don't think we should do Foxtel at all. It'd be like that. Sh- who who's that fucking? Who is the guy that did the show on Channel Nine and he got fucking ripped off air straight straight? Kerry Packer rang up at the first commercial break, the first episode of the show. The guy that fucking yeah, like, the guy that um, I want to say like Doug Mulray or someone like that. No, or, no, no. no. He, what's the fucking? Because it's the Mick Malloy one where he do he took a piss or something and he got ripped off in the first. He didn't make it through the first was, one either. Did wasn't it Bert Newton's son? No, no, no. It wasn't Bert Newton's son. Fuck the guy who got drunk and and bashed the girl from Neighbours. That does sound like Matthew Newton. But did he have... What, what was he doing? I, he was hosting some show and he was pissed. Or, or high or something. Oh, really? Fucking... What was that? I was trying to think what that fucking guy's name was. Hmm. Um, yeah, but they had... And then Mick Malloy, he didn't last... I'm not sure how long he lasted, but his show was... I think it was just garbage. Okay. And 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 it might have been it might have been uh Mike Carey or something. See, Tony Martin and Mick Malloy together are two of the funniest individuals on the entire fucking planet. Yeah. I don't know why they don't work on their own. Yeah, and and like they were they were, they were always funny, like you know, as part of skits even with other combinations of like the Working Dog guys in like the, yeah, the late show, the yeah, DJ area. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were funny. Um, but yeah, okay, so here we go. Yeah. So Mulray, Doug Mulray, he hosted the infamous Australia's Naughtiest Home Videos, where the show's only episode was pulled from broadcast by then Nine Network owner Kerry Packer. He was fired and banned for life from the Nine Network as a result, <laughs> although he would later return to, to Nine to be judged on the 2005 series Starstruck shortly after Packer's death earlier that year. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they, they actually, in 2008, they re-aired the show on the Nine Network and he refused host to, reappear as, to reappear as the host. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But um, there was yeah, the, I think I'm pretty sure that Mick Malloy um, I th- I think he might have like simulated or maybe didn't simulate like you know piss taking a piss on the side or something, um, and he and he also uh copped a similar sort of um a similar sort of short shrift. Yeah, but um, but you you got to wonder like okay, so fair enough. If Heidi said that and and Wixie or his manager's taken offence. Why does that then end up in the news? Because it's not because it's a slow news week to start with. Well, if if the manager's so offended at it, yeah, why does he then need it to reach more people? Yeah, why does he then need to give comments to newspapers and and other journalists? Yeah, if you're so offended by it, you know, tell them you're offended by it. Heine rings him in private. It's all done and dusted, and it dies a natural death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Just trying to have a look and you see what this fucking see what happened with the other one. Yeah, so Mick Malloy he actually lasted a couple of episodes, yeah, nice. but the very the very first sketch of the show portrayed Malloy appearing to be drunk and supposedly urinating on the set with his back to the camera. The show was widely panned by critics and generated many complaints. It was originally contracted for twenty episodes, but taken off the air after the eighth. In that time, Malloy was reportedly paid over a million dollars. So uh, there's a winner there, and uh, the winner is Mick Malloy. Um, 
another story and like this and as I said there's like a lot of like human interest puff piece sort of stories about rugby league players in the lead up to Origin New South Wales prop David Clemmer has revealed how close he came to join the West Tigers after an attempt from best mate Aaron Woods to lure him away from Canterbury earlier in the season uh, Woods and Woods and Clemmer there's, there's a reason why I put this in and it's <laughs> and, um, so he goes on to say that like they've become inseparable they were strangers before the 2014 City Country game they became the best friends and they've been like roomies and stuff in the Origin camps and yep. so on um um, he renegotiated his own contract with the Bulldogs before signing a four-year deal with them this month, but he had discussions with Woods about joining the Tigers, and I think the discussions were really in terms of, look, you know, we can't afford you, but you know, if you want, if you want me to ask the question, then we would, we got space, we would definitely have a place for you. And so we could definitely start the conversation if you wanted to, um, although I don't think we've got the money. But this is the, this is the reason why I put it in there. Um, the, these guys, these are uh, they're the, they're intelligent machines. But Clemmer said he gave genuine thought to the possibility of leaving the Bulldogs to link with Woods. Me and him had a yarn about it. There was an option there to go to the Tigers. I really had a deep discussion with my family and my missus, most importantly, and we had to make the right decision to help me progress forward. Me and Woodsy have always spoken and joked about it, saying, imagine playing with each other. He just, he just said, how good would it be? We'll see each other every day. We'll get married and run off. <laughs> and it just makes me think, is this, like, is this, is this a, bit, a bigger bromance than Charlie Gubb and... Um, and Aishwood, because remember they talking about, yeah, imagine like one day, yeah, I don't know if he's rent, renting or, you know, if he owns his house, but you know, I could buy his house and be his landlord, eh? <laughs> These fucking guys. I don't know what's going on, but, <laughs> but the West Tigers have got Robbie Farrah, hooker and CEO. Yeah, yeah. They've got Aaron Woods, prop forward. Recruitment Talent scout <laughs> and salary cap negotiator. <laughs> what the fuck's happening in that club? Yeah. And Jason Taylor, he's just banking a fucking check doing nothing. <laughs> Clearly, he's, he's the Mick Malloy of the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, and uh, I like in, in non-signing news. I really enjoyed the fact that um, reports came out earlier in the week saying that uh, Manly were looking to grab T Rex out of reserve grade from the doggies. Yeah, for, I- for like eighty grand. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking how the mighty have fallen. I'm pretty sure he went to the doggies on something, you know, circa 660. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that's fucking... That's, it's, a, it's a fair... It's a, an absolutely appropriate amount of money if he was that one tackle, you know, one bust. Yeah. It's his best that he does every so often. Yep. If that's every hit up, fucking, you know, probably more than 600. But... Yeah. Yeah, no, not what he does. You don't expect rugby league players to be physicists. No. But you don't need to be a university-level physicist Mm -hmm. to understand that something of his mass moving at a certain pace... A velocity that he actually is capable of... We've seen it with our own eyes. He played on the wing. That's it. Um, You know, I can't remember the last time he received the ball moving. Yeah, and that's and that's his, thoroughly his own fault too. Yeah, he's a lazy motherfucker. Oh, Motherf- he walk fucking ten paces back if you have to. He only has to do it like fucking. Oh, well, okay, you know, so you're tackling. You get a set. Say a set goes for a minute of play. Yep, he's going to get it once, maybe twice. Yep, in that minute, then he's going to defend a set, and then maybe he's going to do it again three minutes or you know down. It's not a tremendous amount of yeah. when it's your fucking job and it's your only job. Yes. It's not a tremendous... And and the thing is, he can be as wide as you want. 
Yep. Just do it though, because fucking, you're going to smash through. You're going to smash it, roll over top of some poor little center or a fucking halfback that's out there loafing in the centers. It's, we, we saw it a, a couple of times on the week, and it was against the Bulldogs. Yeah. You know, you, you look at those players who are dominant in the centers and the wing now, and it's yep. your your Radradras, your Lees, your Gunagugus, yep. the these big powerful guys they can just skittle halfbacks that are out there defending wide you know, um, or whoever's hiding out yeah, there very, very often the, yep. the key play late in the game is to have your little quick men running through the middle at tight forwards yeah. I don't know why more teams don't run a reversal of that play yep. and have your, your bird eye those size guys running outside running at your, your tired little playmakers but if you yep. get them at that price it'd be a good deal yeah, and then and, and so I was, you know, obviously copying um, Simon's thing where, like, yeah, he was like, I'm going to tweet the West Tigers every day till they sign like that. So I'm going to tweet Manly every day and say, don't sign T Rex. And then, uh, sure enough, they didn't sign T Rex. I'm not saying that, like, you know, correlation <laughs> equals causation. However, I mean, the the the, uh, the he, facts speak for themselves. But he definitely, I can conclusively say that it worked in this case. The system works. It's worked twice now. We got ET to, to the West Tigers, and it's got uh, T Rex the fuck away from Manly. Nice so the next thing I'm going to do is tweet the Warriors every day to say, "Hurry up and release another episode of fucking Charlie Gubb knows stuff or whatever it's called." <laughs> Deep thoughts with Charlie Gubb because, um, like, let's face it, that's what that's what everyone wants. That's what the people want. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. And not only that, they've um, added trolling Tigers fans <laughs> to their repertoire. Um, they sent us a tweet through the week that said, uh, a user question that you might enjoy. Do the Tigers have the X Factor to make the finals this year? And then they've tagged it, hash Tigers in decline, hash X Factor. That's phenomenal. So, and that's the reason we love sports, mate. And it, it does it does show that when, when, they, when they tell us that you know, they look forward to the show and they love the show, they actually listen to the show. That's excellent. At least one time. Yeah. Well, just one time. But um, I, I think they're obviously staunch fans. And the fact that they, they're getting on board to troll Tigers fans as well, is just a, it's just another thing. Like, like I said, it's another match made in heaven. Um, then we had some you know, some replies. Mad Dog underscore no space said, uh, short answer, no. <laughs> the long answer is, <laughs> I think I may have gone short on the, you know, the laugh things, but it just gets a bit weird mm. if you go full length. Yourself, you got in there as well. Did I? Yeah, you said Tigers fan guidebook page one. Use no. X Factor in every third sentence just in case people think you finished school. Spot on. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Giannis underscore Mateus in an unrelated tweet. He's he's going hash sportsmate revelation of the year. I know this is my first year, but can I nominate sportsmate for rookie as well? <laughs> so yeah, oh, he's selfless. So very selfless, absolutely selfless. Because I mean, he almost seemed like he had it wrapped up in the first couple of rounds. He was kind of like the uh, yeah the, the March or April premiers of the rookie of the year award. And uh, you know, I'm not sure where he sits on the on the ranking at the moment because it's not something you know I try and think about too much. It's more like you know because you know the, everyone tour nation is going to vote for that shit at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, but um, his first couple of weeks, he's on the ballot though. I mean, I'd, I'd fair to say he's on the ballot. His first couple of weeks, it was uncertain whether he was going to be going to be rookie or gronk. Yeah, true. There was some fucking gronkish shit going on there. But yep. he's he's uh, smoothed out his game. I dare say the gronk side of things is probably fairly light on. Yeah, sportsmate need to do an app with uh, with gronk stats. Twitter <laughs> exactly but I mean geez subjective how do you 
as a programmer myself, I have to I have to ask, how do you distill that down into something that's just like a computer, thing, you know, without like subjective <laughs> interference? But uh, of course, search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today, and get around them on Twitter as well at Sportsmate because. Uh, yeah, they like trolling Tigers fans too. Phenomenal, and uh, and I'm sure Tigers fans, I'm sure they, you know, they're going to give you guys some love at some stage as well. Well, you know, even the trolling, it's all done with love. So, yeah, love. get over. It. Only four games this week: Brisbane Broncos. We'll actually know. Read the wrong way. West Tigers 19 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 18 at Suncorp in front of a crowd of 27,000 and a bit. Friday night football and the Tigers tries to Elijah Taylor, Tim Simona and Josh Adokar. Two of three conversions to Jordan Rankin, a penalty to Jordan Jordan Rankin, crucial field goal to Mitchell Moses. Broncos 18 came from tries to Greg Eden, James Roberts and Lachlan Maranta. And Akahu, two of three conversions and a penalty goal. Well. It says a lot about... Uh the, the current situation of the league, and I know you, we touched on it in the, the opening. Yep. But that a, a side missing so many players goes down by one point to an all but full strength side. Yeah, um, well, you know, no Teddy, so let's look like they're, they're instantly 50% strength side. <laughs> <laughs> they were 100% of that 50%, though. But it's uh, <laughs> 60% of the time. <laughs> they win all the time. Um, I, I try to look at a lot of the Tigers' halves this game, and I noticed two things. Yep. I would say Moses is coming on as the, the stronger contender out of the two. I suspect they're still going to probably uh, keep both of them, though, from what I've been reading lately. Uh, if they had to get rid of one, I would say it's Brooks. Yeah. Uh, Moses seems a little bit more confident. Uh, and a little bit cooler under pressure. It's not just from the field goal that I say that, but just he, he seems to to enjoy taking the line on a little yeah. bit more. And I think every week Brooks looks more and more like a little person. There well, is like, something like, going on there. He's like, the world's <laughs> first case of degenerative dwarfism. So like not like a like a cool dwarf like Tyrion Lannister either. Like he's talking like a, just a. Just a regular a, a dwarf, Oompa. like not cool like Willow. No, no, like he hasn't got skills. No, is <laughs> <laughs> it like fucking sword, even, swordsmanship skills not, or not even Ewok level dwarf cool? <laughs> but his his head is getting bigger and his arms are getting shorter. I swear to God, made, well, it proves that that uh, Nate Nate Milesism is, is contagious and has an incubation period of when did when did Manly play him like round two, so like about two month incubation. <laughs> It's like that being 28 days later with a blood dripped into his eyes. <laughs> exactly that. Oh, God. But, um, look, it, it's really no surprise that the Broncos keep keep trotting out these amazing halves combinations. Yep. It's very obvious from this game what their forwards do for them. Uh, and, and both Hunt and Milford look a little bit more human than, than they do uh, in, in other weeks of the round because they just didn't have the time... To, to make their decisions. They, they're both, and, and Milford especially, pace players. They like yeah. playing a fast-paced game, but only when they're the ones dictating the pace. Yep. And, and when they're week, behind a rolling fucking yeah. organisation that's just, you know, a machine that's just, you know, ploughing forward and, you know, giving them all the time they need to, you know, that's work it. off the back. That's it. So, um, and, and it's just, it's so much so that the, the forwards have got are that experience, obviously, being rep players. Yeah. You know, people like Sam Thide, they know know where to angle his run for the next play to have more room and, yep. 
and Corey Parker's there to to take to take a pass. You, you don't catch those guys, uh, you know, not knowing yeah. if they were the decoy runner. Yeah. Because they'll make the call that well, no, I'm not going to be the decoy yeah. runner. I'm going to take this ball and I'm going to yep. going to take the hit up. So, um, yeah. But a, a win's a win, and and it wasn't easy. Yep. The, there was obviously a, a lot of effort in there, uh, and and in the Tigers, I I thought Moses was was the key to that. Um, the best player for the Tigers was clearly the Broncos players that weren't there, but after that, I, f- I thought the key, the, the the simple key was the fact that they had like the the, the Tigers with the, around the you know centre level mm. rush up so quick that by the time the Broncos centres got the ball. They were they were caught. They were right. They yeah. they could not yeah. get it any further out, and you know that's you know I guess you got put you got to put a little bit. I mean when that sort of thing happens, you know rushing up, then you know it's on Hunt and Milford to make shit happen to you know go over the top of that or you know. But yeah, they just they couldn't do it. Look for the Broncos. I was very impressed with Kahu. You know, yeah. I, I know he's had his his odd odd stints at the back, but um, the the pass he threw to to put on the first try, yeah, was the equal of any ball-playing fullback I've seen in the league yeah. at the moment. So uh, if they can go and keep developing players to be to be showing skills outside the bookends of what their position should dictate, yep. um, then then they're going to keep being a very successful football team. My Saguna 85, the so brave Tigers, minus their X-Factors, beat a team missing a bukkake of X-Factors. The beauty of not being a Broncos fan. Mmm. Relax. Last time you played at Lang Park at full strength, you lost by 50. Just, just, just can't relax. Shane Aaron Elvis. Broncos played the bye and lost. Tiger underscore Benji. It's easy to ride for the Tigers this year, but we are three of four and a botched simple field goal in Golden Point versus Thorn away from sixth. Impressive win tonight. It's very rose-coloured glasses, sir, but yeah, you won the game, so congratulations. Enjoy it. Toto TV. Now I know what it would feel like if I was a Tiger supporter. Has played shit, no forward pack, only the, only the fullback playing with, uh, fucking, I lost the word there, but I mean, I think it was uh, minerals, let's just say. <laughs> I wish I could be a Tiger supporter in my day-to-day life. He doesn't know what it's like to feel like if he's a Tiger supporter, because they won. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking, like, <laughs> like, you know, based on that logic of some yeah. of those tweets, I could very happily walk around, yep. completely happy with myself, saying, oh, you know, I'm only seven inches from a porn career. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's like so like the it, it's like yeah the, the glass is half full when reality you've got like fucking like a tablespoon in there. <laughs> uh, Nathan Sully eighty nine, is watching your second team lose to your first team like watching your cool stepdad getting beaten by your real dad? <laughs> and he's tweeted that to Glenn as well. Uh, Rusty heart up for the Tigers. Man of the match goes to the State of Origin Week. <laughs> Happy Tiger, Ash, a new listener. So shout out to you, Rusty heart up, and uh, welcome, sir, Rusty. Rusty. H-A-R-T-U-P. So, yeah, get around that. New listener of the show. You really should change your Twitter handle to Rusty underscore trombone. But or just Y underscore. Unless Rusty trombone <laughs> straight up is taken. I mean, there's no I reason. it would be. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? I mean, he's probably got a million followers. St. <laughs> <laughs> George Illawarra Dragons 14 defeat the North Queensland Cowboys 10 at Wynn Stadium in front of a crowd of shade over 10,000. And Dragons, they tries to Nightingale, Kurt Mann and Ewan Aitken with one of three conversions. The Cowboys 10 points came from tries to Kyle Felt and Jerome Hughes and Ethan Lowe, one of two conversions. Yeah, very similar to the Broncos game. Um, the, the Cowboys were just so far out of sorts, A, with the missing players, 
yeah. and, and the calibre of players they were. But they also went the route, which I, I don't understand why teams do this. Um, they went the route of moving key players out of key positions to cover for the losses they had in origin. Yeah, to be fair for the Cowboys though as well, they didn't have their spectacular dominant fucking halves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas the Broncos did have those those guys. I mean, but then, it, yeah. But so you know, their solution to that is, oh, we'll move Lachlan Coote in there. Yeah. Now you know he yeah. does have some ball playing experience, and he, you know, he's he's a, a third playmaker for them week yep. in week out. But I'd I'd really like to see teams taking these opportunities. Where okay, we're going to lose players to state of origin. But Who's this next? Is, this is when we blood our replacements. Yeah. Because there's going to be a time post-JT. Yeah. Or there's going to be times where he gets injured. Your solution shouldn't be, well, okay, not only will we lose... Fullback or the halves, yeah. We'll lose the fullback as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the perfect example of that was the uh, Kurt Manns try. That was just a very simple wraparound play... Yep. ...to create an overlap. Yep. And normally, Coot spots that a mile off and yep. comes into cover... And wraps it up before it even gets close to the line. Well, what they should have done, I mean, he should have just you know done his thing in in defence. Yep. And then slotted in more, chimed in more in attack. And even if you want to, even you play, you know, first receiver or second receiver in attack, that's fine. But you yeah, know, do your job. You know, Otherwise, yeah, that, that may have taken taken too much out of them, or they, they may not have wanted to do that. But yeah, um, fucking step up, son. Yeah. So side ninja. Uh, but again, you know, it was a a full strength team, or all but a full strength team, missing Dugan. Mm-hmm. Um, having a, a very very close match with a a team missing, what, what was it? The Cowboys four. Well, let me think. Scott Thurston, uh, Scott, Scott Tamau, Tamau Morgan. Morgan, O'Neill, right? O'Neill. It's okay. So yeah. five. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's, it's a fair. It's a fair inclu- including in that probably the most dominant player in the game. Yeah. At at the moment. Yeah. Um, and it it got me thinking. I was chatting with a mate about this the other day, and we were talking about the should Origin be a, a standalone week or not? Well, from twenty eighteen, it is. So it's it's coming in. Yeah, yeah. So but historically, you know, put putting on the uh, the the time hats. Yeah. How many end of season ladders do you think were fucked up directly as a result? of State of Origin taking players out oh, and shit. having rounds like this where you had two teams that would have normally romped those games in yeah. lose those games. Yep. And then that might be the, the difference between them at the end of the year finishing, you know, second and fourth. Yep. Which means then they play the minor premiers yeah, yep. first week of the finals. Well, it's happened a lot. And then, yeah. So I mean, the Broncos um, were notorious for having shit times through Origin. Yeah. Like that. I mean, they kind of arrested it in more recent history, but there was a time there where, like, it we was, you know, shit yeah, times. That's it. So, um, I, I for one, you know, I don't know a lot of people are saying it was good that there were close contests and, and yada, 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 but... Well, most of these games would have been fucking absolute ass-whippings if they had been in full strength. So, I mean, the fact that we had... And probably all the games were kind of close and, you know, and, like, contested down to the yeah. last, you know, couple of minutes. So, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. cool with that. Not and my, my team, you know, wasn't a, a loser out of the equation. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's always good. <laughs> Which is funny, the, the team that had the... Yeah, you know, the least origin players. Oh, we, we got, oh yeah, that's good. They called, yeah, well, they called Cher- in Walker. I mean, they called Cherry Evans in and they released him. But I mean, I don't. I wonder. They didn't release him until. Fuck! If we played on the weekend, like maybe if we played Monday, he might have been back. But I don't yeah. think they released him until because they had that injury with Cronk. 
So um, they got him up there. Sorry, was got him up there. And, uh, and then and then Kronk's like, no, no, this this usurper is gonna fucking. I give him a sniff, and he's just gonna this is be the end of my career. So you know, I'm not gonna have it. I'll fucking I'll go on one leg. I just worried people that start thinking he was good again. <laughs> I'm 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 100 happy. There's zero manly players to ever play Origin ever again. <laughs> I was saying like, yeah, people are like there was an argument going around this week on on Twitter saying that um oh you know. Origin is, you know, fucking number one. Origin's the most important thing. You know what? Club that, stuff. That's just your Jamie Lyon Stockholm syndrome. It's not happening. nothing to Jamie Lyon either. It's, it's, I mean, honestly, do you think Origin's more? Do you do you care about Origin more than you care about Penrith winning nah, the Premiership? Not at all. No fucking way. As I said, I said this on Twitter earlier week. If fucking Genie came to me and said, "Look, this is here's the bargain that I'm offering you. Mm. New South Wales lose every Origin for the, till the end of fucking time, mm-hmm. but in return, Manly win the Premiership every five years minimum." Fucking yeah, nail that shit. Yeah, fuck. You, you can throw extra shit. And I'll suck your genie dick as well. I'll yep. fucking just give you a bonus, man. <laughs> That's a good ass deal. I feel like I'm getting too much out of it. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> tweets for that game that we were massively fucking tangented off. Uh, Sexy underscore Bethany ninety seven felt got manhandled by the future immortal Kurt Superman. And the man handled and uh, Superman, of course, with the two ends. See what Felt had a blinder. Yeah. Poor bastard thought they were picking the Origin teams this week. Yeah, and last week, I mean, you know, from all reports, that you know, he he, he cost himself. I mean, he, he cost himself a place for his report. I mean, but let's face it, they put Oates in. What, Oates got his spot, didn't yeah. he? Or like, come on. Oh no, no, uh, no, it's a different side. Yeah, so yeah. Only, yeah, that that would have hurt a little bit, I guess, because you know, teammate, your own team getting in. Yeah, mm. p- potentially at your expense, but yeah. yeah. Um, Matty McP twenty five. I'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss every day of the week. Mm-hmm. They don't come Agreed. any other way for the Dragons recently. Uh, League underscore fan eighty one. I love how Urban Samurai has the hair wrapped up. Can we start calling him Turban Samurai now? No, nah, he's cut it off. He's got a normal haircut. All good in my books. Wow. The Canberra Raiders 32 defeat the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 20. GIO just under 14,000 in attendance. The Raiders tries to Jordan Rapana, Joey Leilua, um, Joseph Tapanay got two. Edric League, uh, Soliola also with tries for Croker, four of six conversions. The Doggies, uh, Smith with a double. That was on debut, right? Ram Smith. Mm. Uh, Aiden Tolman, Moses Mbai with tries as well. And Kerrod Holland at two of four conversions. Yeah, not a great night with a boot for. Uh Young superstar rookie kicking fucking goals to break teams' hearts in his debut match. <laughs> fucking prick. Yeah, it was. Uh, the Raiders have ended up in the t- top six, which, which yeah. shouldn't surprise me as much as it does, considering their lineup. Yeah. Um, which, which gets me thinking. I just think Ricky Stewart's done a very, very good job of making them underdogs. Yeah, I still Every think single week. I, I still think that there's it's it's very clustered around you know from probably thirteen to to six, not too many points in between there, yeah. and you've got the fact that the doggies did you know they obviously you know suffered through Origin stuff as well, yeah. and I mean I don't honestly don't think you know I look at the camera side I don't think that camera side is getting close to like a cowboy. No, they're, Bronco, they're, they're like, not going to challenge the so, Premiership. So I think they're still in that cluster of, you know, there's a great many sides in that cluster. That yeah. it, And it, honestly, it could be fucking any of them at this That's stage. Get the, a run of like four games in a row, four wins in a row, and you're probably the, almost, you know, write your ticket. Oh, well, that's it, but they're, they're in there and they're competitive, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're, they're not languishing yeah. back in, in 12th or 14th. But yep. 
Um, I, I really thought the dogs would have been would be more more determined in this game yep. after coming in and breaking their their win loss win loss. They had people like like Reynolds who you know is obviously going to be a little bit dirty that he, he missed Origin, uh, and mm-hmm. and I thought they would have more players with with more to play for, but they they just didn't ever seem to be able to get that the old doggies control where their, their trademark has been to get in and get a, a little early lead and, and never really blow teams away. Which week just, was it this week? Just control. Uh, was it off? Well, was it off? No, for the doggies though. Well, no, they, off they broke their hoodoo. They won two in a row. Yeah, but does that mean there's just like, you know, like a deferred... <laughs> they deferred it <an> off. <laughs> <laughs> They've taken the offset credit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, it, you know, the, the Raiders... BJ Lelua, Jesus, showed. I, I reckon he's going to go close to being the buy of the year. Yeah, the Knights got nothing out of him. I he was good at he was good at East until you know started fucking around. Yep. But man, under Supercoach too. Sticky, it's fucking got him. It. Uh, I, I struggled to think, and and there weren't a lot of of massive changes except you know around the Parramatta guys. But I struggled to think of anyone else that's gone to a club and created as big an impact as he had. Yeah, uh, and Blake Austin looks to be getting back to to near his best as well. He's another one of those guys that that I just love watching play football. Yep. Uh, and whenever he gets the ball, his first instinct is run. Yep. You know, you very rarely see Blake Austin catch the ball standing still, turn, pass the ball to somebody else, and yep. and add nothing to the play. Yep. His first thought yep. whenever he touches the ball is run, get the ball moving, get players around me moving, and, and he puts defences on the back foot straight away. Fair to say that out of out of this show, and I mean, in this show and the listeners of this show, you've got to say, are very big Blake Austin fans. Mm. Fair to say you love Blake Austin more than anybody. I'm a massive Blake Austin fan. I think fan. you're Blake Austin's biggest fan. I am. Not even like biggest fan outside of Canberra supporters. Like I think you've got them fucking covered, all of them. I, I have a certain amount of players who I'll always just love watching play football and he's one of them. Michael Gordon's another one of them. Just a coincidence that they're both ex Panthers. Coincidence. Um, you have to you have to bring it you have to bring someone in now that's not No, well James <laughs> yeah. Graham's my, my yeah, okay. Yeah, James Graham not so much now, but I mean like back in when was he fucking just going off? it wouldn't have been two thousand fourteen, would it? Uh, well that's yeah, that got him to the final. It might yeah. it might have been. Again, even in this game, and I know, yep. I know it's had a lot of airplay, but but when Croker made his break, yep, the fact that James, like you know, the prop forward, the yeah. prop forward is the guy, and yes, mm. in all fairness, he was in back play having a bit of a rest, yeah. <laughs> um, right place, right time. But turn around and he chased the little crying fuck up, yeah, sixty meters down the sideline and just gave him something. He, to cry kept, about. Him, he kept him in check. <laughs> yeah. You know, he he didn't do anything stupid and and try and turn around and tackle him and and let him step him. Yep. But it's that it's that effort level. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I'd love watching Blake Austin play. Okay, uh, Troy underscore 79. Media saying Raiders beat a depleted dog's outfit. Please, I'm uh, missing two forwards and a centre. We had Whiten and Nopa Pahli. Whiten, fuck, he got paid, but my God. Oh. <laughs> you, <laughs> you watch a highlight package of his game and you would be positive that Canberra lost. It was that fucking bad. It was a match-losing effort. Yet, yet they didn't lose. So that that alone speaks to the, the, what, the quality of the Raiders. Sticky stuck up for him big time in the press conference. Yeah. 
which he's know, got the goat picks, and and Ricky Stewart isn't backwards in blaming his players for losses or or blaming player performance. Oh, he's more he's more inclined to blame the referees though. And I've look, I've I've been critical of Ricky Stewart before, just along that whole line of you know you, you don't improve morale and attitude by by blasting somebody in front of a room full of people. Yeah, and there's no way you should do it to your team. Yeah. in a press conference. Um, but one of the one times I thought that he he could have had had a cracky. He turned around and and defended the kid and said, "Oh yeah. well, the, you know, at least he's making." Oh, maybe mistakes. that's what he needs. You know, maybe the, the, he's just assessed. You know, yeah. as, a, as someone who probably knows him better than. I, th- I think his quote was, "I, you know, he he wasn't ma- no he he was making his mistakes trying to do the right thing." Yeah. Well, geez, thanks, Ricky. <laughs> that's a fucking low bar, though. <laughs> I knocked on because I was trying to knock on. Like, I was trying to pick the ball up, but I not. <laughs> I was trying not to knock on, but I knocked on. Okay, then. So yeah. you're not a retard, then. Yeah. Um, Andy Kintz, cold ass Canberra turned it on tonight. If I didn't drink so much, I would have come up with a good tweet. Hash Raiders play good. <laughs> Adrian underscore Maitland, Jack White and dropped more balls than Greg Norman in the '96 Masters. Surely he can't stay at fullback. Hash shit cunt. Uh, Green Machine Pod. From Bruce to Belmore, Bulldogs are our bitches. <laughs> nice on Solzy. Uh, Matty McP, 25. Deep down, Bulldogs fans love that J-Moz got called up and the dogs lost so they can dust off their tinfoil hats. <sighs> there was a bit of banter around the, do- the doggies. They, they you know, ably led, led by fucking Islam Al-Jimmy. Jeez, uh, I was having a stuck about J-Moz. Yeah. It's not the first time someone's been called up late to Origin through injury. It's not. Um, it's not optimal. It's not optimal. But it's not the first time it's happened, and it wasn't like something to. Yeah, it wasn't perfectly trying. It wasn't trying to purposely fucking hobble your side. Yeah, it. It's not not as if it cost them the game either. Fancy you know? fucking Des Hazel coach side coming um, out with conspiracy theories. Yeah. I think he had every right to be dirty in the fact that he, you know, the he had a, a lead up to the game. Fair enough. Yeah. You you accept the fact that you're going to surrender certain players during yeah. an origin period. Yeah. But he he could still reasonably expect that he could plan the lead up to a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then on the flip side to that, there's well, you can plan all you want, but people get injured in warm up before the game all the time. Exactly. You know, so so have a plan. What would he have done if Jay Moss had done his ankle? You know, getting off the bus. Probably bitch that that he did it when he was getting his medical done for Origin. <laughs> yeah, so, um, it the the shittiest part about it is that. It can be blamed on something that could have been done differently. Yeah. So as 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 soon as I say, there's, there's always going to be a story. Mister underscore wars. Thank God I didn't grow up a supporter of Canberra or the Dogs. Would have scraped myself out of the womb as a fetus. <laughs> I had to put that in there because like you know. I love you to death, but you didn't grow up a fan of the Broncos either. You acquired it later in. Life. Oh really? Please tell us the story. No, no, I'm not saying. I've just got a photo of him in a doggy's jersey. Oh, really? Yeah. At age what? Oh, fuck, 17, 9, 21, I don't so know. So what you're saying is that tweet there, he didn't grow up in support of Canberra the dog, sounds like he actually is lying. Oh, photographic evidence of him in a Bulldogs jersey. And so this is not like fucking around like he's like he was in it for a, a dare or he was, you know, pissed all over, shit all over his real clothes and had to borrow Dan's clothes. No, 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 no. He, he was not drunk. He was completely sober. Well... This is the revelation of the 2016 NRL season. So, Mr. Wars, Mr. Dogs. Mr. Dogs. Mr. Doggies. Woof. Oh, this... Um, and uh, this, I don't want to put you know, any dead air out there, but what's happening right now is Jay's going through his phone because not only does he have photographic evidence, 
earpiece that have photographic evidence on his phone right now. I'm sure that he's, uh, that he's yeah, looking for. Yeah, I don't for. think I do. Oh, I need to see that because uh, that's that's a fucking game changer. Oh yeah, that is a game changer. Yeah. So uh, yeah, people people who've been on the end of Mister Wars and his rants. It's like those people lock who, and load. You know, used to used to whore out every weekend and take every drug under the sun, and then all of a sudden find God. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell everyone about it. Uh, GT351 351 underscore Johns. Bulldogs tried hard, just fucked the last 20 minutes again. Not good enough and fucking disappointing. Not fucking good enough. Two right. Monday night foot bitch. The Parramatta Eels 20. Scraped out a window of the Newcastle Knights 18 at Hunter Stadium and just uh, just under 13,000 in attendance. The Eels 20 came from tries to Bo Scott, Michael Gordon, Sammy Radradra, Bevan French, Gordon, two or four conversions. Knights 18 came from tries to Matautia, Sioni, uh, Paulie Paulie and Nathan Ross, one of three conversions to Hodkinson and two of two penalty goals. Well. Typical Monday night. It started off absolutely, absolute fucking Vuvuzela. Mm. However, like about the... Well, obviously the night scored just before half-time and that kind of you yep. know, put a, a change on the complexion of the game a little bit. Yep. And the Knights came out so hard in that period, just after half-time, probably about the 55th minute where they just seemed to have all the attack, couldn't score, got a couple of penalty goals. But <sighs> fucking just the intent and there was that amazing passage of play which I have to say would have been the best passage of play of the entire season this year where fucking who had it first it was it was um the Eels had it and they dragged them out over the sideline so then Newcastle got the ball they, they got dragged out over the other sideline and then and then uh then the next play, the next play Parramatta got they, they pushed them back under the post and yeah. went for the dropout like just which effort right Raises an interesting point. Yeah. What is your understanding of the rule in terms of if a player's been driven back yeah. and a player on the same team places two hands That's what Bo Scott was arguing. on his back? Yeah. My understanding of the rule is that constitutes a held tackle just as when a player's on the ground and an opposing player places one hand on him. Yeah. He's that, held. That's, that that's constitutes held. a held tackle. Yeah, yeah. I th- from what the referee was re- responding, I mean, there must be some sort of subjective momentum thing, you know, no, factored fact in there because saying. that's what he said to, to. That's what he. I mean, we got to hear all that on the on the, yeah. the coverage, yeah, yeah. and he and he was sent both Scott away saying it doesn't matter the you know, the momentum blah blah blah, and so they kept it going. But the thing with that one under the post with the dropout, they actually lifted him too, like only for like probably you know yeah. ten centimeters for like a second. Yeah. But he did come off the ground, and at that point, it's also yeah. the end of the tackle as yeah. well. So, so that one probably shouldn't have been. But fuck, as a spectacle, you can't, yeah, you can't argue it was great. You can't. My my concern there is it's different that if he's come off the ground and they've missed it, then they've missed it. Yep. But if a referee is arguing with a player about the rules yep. on the field and they're wrong, the bad fucking look. That not a bad look. That's. Well, it's a disgraceful look. The referees... Yeah, I'm saying, not just a bad look. A, engaging with a player, they shouldn't do it. They should just tell him to fuck off in the first yeah. place. But B, arguing mm. something that's wrong... And that's... Yeah. That's the perfect time, I believe, that the bunker should be able to intervene. Yeah. You know, before the referee... So, you, so you, you, they, they should have, like, a like a, a, a rifle, like a sniper with a tranquilizer <laughs> thing. Just, just, <laughs> just drop those guys before he can say anything else. Like a gorilla with a four-year-old. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's uh, again the you know Trent Hodkinson. Yeah, this was the one of the first games that I've actually seen him take the ball when he's moving, yeah. have players around him, and really start creating opportunities for his guys outside because they've they've got some attacking flair outside. 
Um, you know, Uate's best. You know, he, he was a, a rep player, deserved yeah. or not. Yeah, but they haven't um, invented time machines yet, and Newcastle couldn't <laughs> afford one if they could. You know, Matadi's coming back, uh, and I'm actually happy with one of the Sims fucking off out of Newcastle. Yeah. You know, because I've, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for, for Newcastle, the blue-collar town. Okay. Love the rugby league. They still get their fans out even when they're Shit. Yep. bottom of the table. Yep. And the less Sims in that club, then the less shit I feel about having a soft spot for them. Yeah. Why are you hating so, on the Sims? What Sims ever do to you? Oh, they're just grubby cunts. Yeah. And the fucking eldest one. Have you seen is the it, fucking... He's not... urban samurai on fuck crack. Over in, uh, over in you England. You see him? He's pretty funny, though. You see like, they've, they've had him mic'd up in games. pretty funny, the shit he carries oh, really? on with in games. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to find the video. It's pretty funny. But yeah, he's looking like, like a Thor-looking motherfucker, right? Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but Corbin Sims, is what, he's, he's the one that... that Copped the tackle where he got lifted a bit, and then he threw the ball before the penalty was blown. What a dumb cunt player! Yeah. Like it, when they had the ball, like they were forty meters out on the attack, like with all the momentum, that could very easily have just been like a knock on yeah. or a penalty against him or something like that. And it, it's this shitty, shitty culture that's in the game with these supposed hard men today. Yeah. And you know, look, my, my favorite hard men growing up were people like MG. Yeah. Who did go in with the odd four up. I tell you, um, that that's still one of the greatest. Like, like that second second only to only to to Luke O'Donnell's fucking mad game, like where he's his head button cuts are just dropping on the heads. Like, that was just like the fucking insanity. Like, can you imagine? Like, so, and like that game with fucking MG where he got in Wally's face and like he he dropped Peter Jackson and Paul Hoff with elbows. Like, just like phenomenal. just fantastic. But like, my favourite shit. I mean, like Queenslanders would be like, "Oh, fucking Mark Coyne scoring a try in the end, and fucking yes, yeah, this cunt's gone, yeah. mate." No, wait, Luke O'Donnell dropping cunts on their heads, and yeah. Mark Guy throwing flying yeah. elbows. <laughs> um, but you know, for for every elbow that he threw, he took out a hundred blokes with shoulders. Yeah, you know, and they were just solid, hard tackles. This shit I see every single game of players wanting to go in. And throw the arm around as yeah. a, you know some sort oh, of. Oh, and that was was that that was Corbin punch. again, wasn't it? That late yeah. in the game where he yeah hit hit uh, who was he? He's dropped him straight in the draw. And and again, that's almost like that should have probably even been a send off. He'd actually made proper contact with his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. But then he's just got the arm in and around, and it's yeah. yeah. If you're gonna swing the arm in, you got to make sure you know you got to understand where it's gonna wrap. But again, that's the thing. You you shouldn't you shouldn't be you know making impact with your arm. No, but I mean, you, you, you know, there, there is part of that that you have to do that to, you know, legitimise the use of your shoulder in the first place too. Definitely. So, um, but but that was like reckless swinging. But that's <laughs> the thing. The, yeah. These people, these guys learn how to tackle like that and yeah. it becomes their technique. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, where were we? Oh, we just so speaking about the game here. This is like... The night you're saying the knights got something like they're attacking flair and so on, but fuck me, they they squandered oh, so yeah, definitely. much. Like, there's a reason why they're on the bottom of the table. Yeah. They should have probably built themselves up a good like 26 10 some yep. scoreline um, during that period of dominance, and all they got out of it was four points through through two penalty goals yep. just to take it to uh, what was 18 10 at that stage, and then uh, the the eels. Pretty much the first chance they got to, to score, they did, and then they got another one late to, to get their nose in front. Mm. Uh, Knights, and then once again, you had Nathan Ross had a solid game overall. I mean, certainly maximum effort from that guy. I mean, he he gives a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, um, he's not the most talented guy in the world, but he fucking he he, you know, you're getting everything that he's got. But at the end, there, Scott Minto esque, like, 
I'm not gonna. I'm not calling that amazing, amazing fucking cover or whatever to hold him up. That's no, just like no, this pure, pure luck. And there's a million ways he could have gone about that. Yeah, and, you know, and been the hero and won the That's game. It. You know, yeah. So, you know, squandered the the win yeah. again because that was about seventy eight and a half minutes in. Too. Yep. I mean, there was no comeback from that point. They would have won the game. And, but, and um, Parramatta were broken. Yeah. The minute he he made that break. Yep. The minute he looked like he was in clear space. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I say, they fuck it. They deserved it. They just they deserved the win. Yeah. I mean, with the effort. But at the end of the day, when you let a team score two tries that easily down the other end after such a, a period of sustained dominance, yeah. Oh, and Manly have done it a couple. And Manly did it against Parramatta as well, and against the Sharks. So I mean, like it fucking happens. Yeah. But um, you know, you can deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what it comes down to. This is going to be a real test of, of Brad Arthur and and how he controls his players. Yep. Because it's pretty apparent now they're not going to make the finals this year yep. um, and and the, the shit's taken a bigger toll on them than anyone thought because they're, they're a shade of their former selves it's funny they certainly haven't we speculated about you know how the way the storm behaved yep. and they just came out and it's like fuck you destroyed everybody for a little while and maybe it was that nothing to lose mentality yeah maybe you know yeah. um, no pressure we'll, we'll show happens. these motherfuckers but um, you know in, in in real life they've only lost Pete's and um, Junior yeah, because well, yeah, you certainly you can't say what well, mate. They haven't, you know, they didn't have he wasn't like, there. Yeah, um, and Foran hasn't been. He well, he was injured for a while, and then he was depressed for a while. So Foran's only probably played what three games for and, him, maybe. And look, they still won games when, yeah. when he wasn't there, and they yeah, still plenty. looked look to be yeah. uh, a, a decent side. But if he doesn't get in there quick and and have them focused on next year, then the ghost of this season is going to hang around and haunt them for 2017 as well. Yep. Yep. Uh, Nick, oh, sorry, Slippy underscore Eel. Big win. The dream is alive. 11 from 12 sounds as easy as Corey slides through defensive lines of any kind of, or any kinds of lines. <laughs> Ash top eight. <laughs> sexy Bethany, sexy underscore Bethany 97. As always, the Para Newcastle games are absolute cripple fights. Hash kick them out. Hash Perth Eels. Yeah, this one was, uh, it was a little bit of a cripple fight, but it yeah. was like maximum effort cripple fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, cripples with knives. Cripples with knives. Voodoo Rock. Never any doubt. Piece of piss. How good is it being on two points? <laughs> <laughs> Probably my favourite Eels fan as far as like yeah. Tour Nation tweeters. I mean, yep. so 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 philosophical about the whole thing, and you know, taking it in the, in the right spirit and having fun with it. Um, ben Hecho forty three. LOL. I bet the Knights fans wish Uate had a dream to play sevens at the Olympics. <laughs> poor poor Uate. The party the party's over for the Uate party, unfortunately. Um, Mitch the Geo. This is funny. This is, I put two tweets in that he did. One of them probably would have been around the 50-minute mark of the game. Dear Els, enjoy the spoon. Love Knights. <laughs> and he tweeted to us, the Eels, and the Knights. And then <laughs> after the game, he tweets again, I may have gone off a little early. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hammers. Uh, footy gods taking care of the remaining portion of Paris punishment. Ooh, that's cruel. Yeah, it is. That's that's uh that's depressing, and of course uh, sharks, titans, manly, storm, uh, penny panthers, roosters, rabbitohs, and warriors had a buy this round. Fantastic buy, wonderful, smash them, fucking smash them. Previews come up for this week. Well, first origin. Tomorrow night, tonight, as you're listening to the show, I guess. But uh, yeah, state of origin. Do you have any predictions mm. of how you see it playing out? 
I mean, I, I just think the Queensland team have played too much football together for their their run to end. Their ball work would have been perfection in the yeah. first set tra- the f- yeah. first morning session of the camp. And, and I think the mistake, and then they got other shit to work on. You know what the, the, the mistake that New South Wales make and have continuously made for a lot of years is trying to pick a team that will beat Queensland, trying to pick a team that will beat Queensland. Yeah. Well, what they should have been doing was getting a group of guys to spend more time together. They did kind of try yeah. that, though, over like the, you know, the 13, 14, 15 yeah, era. Yeah, trying's not doing. And yeah, but I mean, they like they, they did it and it didn't work. And I mean, yeah, there were some things that, that jumped in there, like, you know, oh, you know, yellow dress and yeah. you know, so forth. But... but y- Again, if yeah. if they really want to start challenging Queensland in terms of dominance, and it's, I know Queensland's only won one in a row. Exactly. Uh, so that's not dominant at all. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Over the last 10 years. One in a row. One in a row. Over I'm the fucking... last 10 years. <laughs> um, I, I really hope that these guys get out. They've got some strike power. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is our forwards need to play with aggression. And I don't think that's going to be a problem because the forwards they picked... Are big and aggressive guys. I mean, like, look at. I mean, the, that might be the problem in the end. You know, in the last twenty minutes of the game, the fact that you've got Tamau, Clemmer, and Fafita, you're carrying those guys but on the bench. You know what? Though? That's what I'm saying. For, for every one of our forwards, yep. that, that we think is going to go out there and be so dominant, there's there's a Scott and a Thayday, and you've got like an Aaron Woods. You know, it's a cat. That's it. And and the Queensland forwards, their teams and their teams' results this week, yep. show what those forwards bring. Yeah. Every week. Whereas I, I don't think that, that the Tigers missed Woods anywhere near as much as teams like the uh, the Broncos missed Tido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I look, every part of me hopes that New South Wales will win. And look, they got the size in the forwards, I think, to, to smash Queensland. However, Queensland has, the, has the, not necessarily, not the, the back line per se, but they've got the fucking halves who have played together a billion times yeah. in Queensland, Australia. I mean, they know each other as well as a club combination knows so, each other. And that alone, they can put, you know, they can fucking put Corey Oates to fall out. I mean, Darius Boyd has made an origin living yeah. on falling over the line, just being on the end of the fucking yeah. Queensland back line, you know, piloted ably by Cronk and Thurston. So that it doesn't matter who the warm bodies they put there because the work's done by the time it gets yeah. into their hands. So that's the thing that New South Wales will have to combat. And I honestly, I don't, I don't feel like, um, you know, someone like Blake Ferguson is a solution out, you know, if they no. want to go that side. I saw an article today. I only saw the headline. I didn't read it because I, you know, because I, I thought it was bullshit, but it was like, oh, someone, some dialer quote, you know, I don't know who it was, you know, could mean Joey, could mean fucking yep. you know, anybody, thinks that Blake Ferguson will be the solution to the revolving door situation that's seen the Blues have, you know, like 11 wingers in the last X, you know, short number of series. Yeah. I don't believe that's the case at all. Yeah. Look, if different selections were made in the past, we could yeah. be going into this series having, um, you know, half the number of unexperienced players. Yeah. But um, now that we've picked the team, I really hope that they, they all get out there and, and execute properly. My fear is that New South Wales liabilities are larger liabilities than Queensland's. Queensland's liabilities at the moment are new players in the centre and on the wing. Yep. New South Wales liabilities are Robbie Farrer. Fullback, like it's not like more. It's not and a liability, but 
who you don't know. He, like what's he's gonna, not what, stop. He's not stopping Greg Inglis one on one. Put it that way. Exactly. Um, he's not. He's not stopping a couple of them yeah. one on one. You know. Yeah. And how's he going to react? I mean, I, you know, I just don't want him to get destroyed. Reynolds. Reynolds has played some big games, grand yeah. finals, so forth. Yeah. But you know, Origin's a different thing. How's he going to react if he if he plays if he can if he rises to the occasion and plays the way that we know he can? Yep. Then we've found our seven for a little while. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, certainly better than you know, like you know, your peers and so forth. Well, but he's got to, he's got to rise. But this is this is where I'm I'm happy with the selection of Reynolds. Yep. He. I'm happy with the been, selection on paper. Of those guys. It's just like, let's see how they react in the yeah. real. You know. But he he's been in a winning environment. Yeah. And this has been my my point about Robbie Farah forever yeah when's Robbie Farah done anything that encourages winning yeah exactly when's he been in a situation where in a big game environment he's had to take the ball in his hands it's been a decade yeah I mean and in that time he's lost you know a decade of Tigers games yep he's lost a a schnitzel franchise his mother yep fucking So, I mean, that's three strikes off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's lost some tax effectiveness by having to take the CEO salary. In, in, in conjunction with his, yeah, with his uh, um, head head coach and, and um, you know, number nine. Yeah, it, it, it was my with Mitchell Pearce. Yeah. You know, Mitchell Pearce was was in a, a, a losing environment mm-hmm. at the times that he was picked for State of Origin. Um, Paul Gallant. Yeah, you know, career loser in club at club loser. level. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, th- I think our liabilities are, are bigger or, or more risky than Queensland's liabilities, and I think they have better winning experience in terms of, of mindset and being able to, to control their demons. Um, every part of me hopes New South Wales win again. Um, no matter what happens, I know my parents aren't related. Being from New South Wales, mm-hmm. uh, and you know that you're supporting the team. That even though you live in Queensland, you're supporting the team of, of your origin. Yes, not your choice. That's it. So you're not a state trader. That's it. Good. Yep. Because there's a special place in hell for state traders. Exactly. There, uh, you know, because Robert Louis, my mate Dan, for not sharing his betting wisdom, state traders. And ISIS is above that. Just to below Dan slightly. Look, you know what? ISIS, <laughs> they give enough comedy fodder to some of my uh, my favourite comedians. Well, you know what? Pass. You know, no, well, now you, now you mention it. ISIS, they show supreme dedication and loyalty to something. That's nothing. You, you can't say that about State Trader. <laughs> so, so, like... <laughs> You know the, what they what they you know the things they do for the, they the things believe, they believe are necessarily passionately. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do it passionately in a state yeah. and a, a state. They stand for something. Mm. But you know, the state traders like Alex McKinnon, they stand for nothing. <laughs> oh. yeah. I, I, what happened to this fucking show tonight? I can't get behind a religion that doesn't appreciate bacon. <laughs> I know what happened. We watched that Norm Macdonald thing <laughs> yeah, between segments. Yeah. We watched Norm Macdonald comedy, and then uh, he's he's. Fucked it. Um, Smoke look, too much angel dust. New South Wales 13 plus and we put on the week back. <laughs> <laughs> and you fucking watch it. They'll win 13 plus. Mark my words. Gamble responsibly. Gamble gamble responsibly. I don't know what 13 plus is paying. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't look at the odds. That's not the way you make money betting. You go with your heart. 
Statisticians and mathematicians get fucked. <laughs> Science, you fucking suck my dick. Um, Canberra Raiders versus uh, the Manly, mighty Manly Seagulls down in Canberra. Friday night football. Wow, a TV game for both these sides. What a treat. Um, look, the Manly side this week, I don't like the fact that William Arms in the side. I never do, never, never have, never will. Mm. However, Coruscant's back, and it looks like he's probably going to be in uh, like a, a substitute you know, backup hooker sort of situation, yep. which might actually increase the effectiveness of Matty Parcell, I think, you know, yeah. if you, uh, especially towards the end of games. Um, you know, there's an extended bench there. I'm, I'm not sure who the question marks over. Blake Leary being the 18th man, it, it makes it especially hard to, to know what they're thinking because obviously Leary is such a, a great cover kind of guy, yeah. like in terms of like a you know, hooker back row, that sort of thing. Um, uh, Walker in the centres, line 5 eighth. Once again, fucking loving it. I'll tell you what I'm not Walker's loving. Who's going to back up? Oh, I'd imagine so. He'll probably he'll, he'll get he'll get Jamie Bureau minutes in his Origin game. Yeah, okay. He'll play if he plays five fucking minutes. I'll be <laughs> like if there's a, if there's a sports bet market like on on you know, have, you know over under for minutes that Walker plays, he'll play five minutes. Yeah, okay. There's absolutely no reason for him to be in that side on the bench. Yeah. It's fucking centre. Yeah, okay. Like just a ridiculous selection. Yeah, um, I remember Craig well, Wing. Super sub. Yeah, but Craig Wing I'd played a lot of. Sub. Yeah, but I, I don't. I I'd love super sub. Well, I mean, Dylan Walker can. He he has the ability to cover positions. Yeah, I'll give him it. that. But not like um, amazingly. I mean, we've been, all season maybe. we've been talking about how he's not a five eights asshole. Maybe he's just biscuit insurance. <laughs> possibly, <laughs> possibly. Um, and that, 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 that's that's probably. Or maybe they're expecting you know like a senator to <laughs> go biscuity. Please don't get her. <laughs> No, yeah, um, yeah. What's somebody saying? It could be, uh, could be Moylan. Yeah. Moylan. Oh, he got fucking Mansour as well, though. Ah, uh, he's, he's not biscuity. He spent large tracks of time on the sideline through injury over the past three years. Nah, not Moylan. Not, not. Don't get me wrong. Not nah. Moylan minutes. Nah, <laughs> I mean, no, no more than than the usual winger. I mean, Moylan makes fucking yeah. Steve Mathai look like yeah. fucking Man of Steel. <laughs> Mate, I think by this time of year. Canberra in Canberra is a thing. It's 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 almost getting it on night. This is, is this the first? Well, it's officially winter. Yep. By the time this game is played, so yep. maybe that becomes a thing. And uh, Matt, I will be creaking enough, feeling the weather in his old bones. Oh, but you know they say that you know like you you don't you ice wounds. I mean, you should be like you should keep him on the fucking level, right? <laughs> the other, yeah, the thing like I, I I love I love the manly lineup overall. But I do not like the starting prop rotation. Like, why? I understand. Like, you've got your, your first your first change of props, and they're really effective because they've missed the initial stuff, and it's starting things have started to loosen yep. up a little bit. But why would you put yourself at a, such a disadvantage having a loose cannon like Lussick on and a, and a nothing like Nate Miles on the field to start with when Varve and Lawrence are fucking killing it? Mm. It's. I get you want to have like that first rotation, you know, to make the them more effective. And, yeah. But why not? Here's a, you know, here's a radical idea. You had the game against the the eels. You had the game against the sharks and the game against the rabbits, where you're the better team for the entire game, apart from this first little period where you went down twelve nil. Mm-hmm. And those on every occasion, those were the differences. And and it was always right up the middle. And why the fuck? So why not? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm like. You know, it may have been Noam Chomsky again. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I'm certainly not the I'm not the radical thinker and intellectual that he is. So I mean, it must have been him that I, that I heard say it. 
Start with your fucking best props so you start the game off on the right foot, you dumb motherfuckers. Oh, it's, 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 it's not fucking rocket science. Um, but of course, obviously, um, like New South Wales, Manly will win 13 plus <laughs> in Canberra and uh, fuck your cold ass shithole. Yeah, I uh, I think Austin's coming into to two final form. Um, BJ's on fire. The crushing, the crushing disappointment of missing out on Origin for Austin, though. Yeah. It's a powerful demotivator. Now, who have, uh, who have Canberra named in the forwards? In the forwards, Canberra uh, have names. Uh, I've lost uh, my sheet of paper. Boys. Bateman. Uh, Paulo, they have named him. He's at 19. Yep. So he'll get his... He'll get his, his debut run. He's, he's at least he's in the mix. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, just just based on form and, and the, the way Canberra are playing at the moment. Um, I think Manly just won't have enough points in them. Canberra in a close one, 1-12. One Warriors versus the Broncos, Saturday afternoon over in New Zealand. Now... The Broncos have an interesting side named. They haven't named Oates, so so Wayne has seen in the future that he's getting injured on Wednesday night. Yep. Boyd will return. Yep. Corey Parker will return. Sam Thiday will return. Who else? They've got a massively extended McGuire. bench. So it's uh, interesting. I don't have any reason to tip against the Broncos. I mean, sure, the origin's the thing, but this is the one where they've got their guys, albeit tied. I do have massive concerns over the fact that they've got Travis Waddell playing nine with McCulloch out for, what, he's out for about half a dozen weeks, I yeah. think. Uh, that's a problem for them. Um, but surely the loss last week and, you know... Mm. Yeah, that the motivation that provides, and the fact they're playing the Warriors who you know, aren't terrific, surely that's enough. And and I think that they've got enough cover in in guys like Nicarima. Yeah, that can come on and, and spark a little bit of attack. Yep. If if things are looking a little bit dour. Yep. Um, look, the Warriors have to win some games this year. Yeah. Uh, but I don't feel confident tipping them even the week after Origin against Brisbane. So I'm going to go Brisbane in this one. North Queensland Cowboys take on Newcastle Knights, 1,300 teeth. Cowboys with their full complement, obviously pending any injuries from origin. Cowboys by a billion. I don't even think we need to talk about you that know one. What? Newcastle's paying $8 at the moment. Yeah. Just based on the potential for origin injuries, that might be worth a sneaky 20. Yeah, well maybe like you, you try, maybe throw it on at full time on Wednesday night before the market's correct too much. Like, you know, so you know, you, yeah. you actually seen, oh, Thurston's broke his leg. Okay, yeah, bam. Yeah, yeah. You get on it at that point before they fucking, yeah, before no, everyone hammers the market. I'm not prepared to, like, sit here on Tuesday and go, on the off chance that's, uh, that people get injured. Sneaky 20. Yeah, yeah, because it would have to be, it has to be like Thurston and Morgan. I'm not saying throw 100 on there. Yeah, but the more you put on, the more you get back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, saying the more you breathe in, the more you breathe out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is how it works. It's, it's science. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne Storm versus the Penrith Panthers. Okay, Amy Park, Saturday night. Is Melbourne a thing? Yeah. How are you guys traditionally down there? I mean, because I don't really pay attention we've to never, like, we've never done very well uh, against Melbourne. Um, we've, we've Period, seen, uh, or like in Melbourne, or no? Yeah, in in Melbourne, um, there have been a couple of close games. Like if you log on to Sportsmate, um, yeah, the last. Last round, they got us by 42 points. The time before that, by 20. Um, time before that, by 14. Time before that, by 1. So, um, 
you know, there's been some fucking drubbings down there. Yep. And looking back at the history, uh, at least my hemorrhoids will be okay this week. <laughs> so I won't be having any 77th minute. You think it's just going to be all over Red Rover well in advance? Either way? It's... Our last couple of games have not been encouraging. Having a realistic co-host is really fucking jarring. I've got to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the, the fact that we've been playing some, some pretty unwise football will hurt us against a team like Melbourne. So we've had a couple of weeks off to, to reflect on some shit. And... I, I really hope that we've had some some reality checks because I think we were getting a little bit big for our boots. Oh, Cameron Smith not named either. Um, yeah, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Melbourne Mel without Cameron Smith are, are obviously at, at a, a great disadvantage. Torhu Harris in the seven. Cronk <laughs> not named either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's let's. I'm not making any predictions until Pen, I know what those two are doing. Thirteen plus. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because like, so, um, that Melbourne side, uh, they have a, a fantastic ability of bringing structure to you know ordinary or less heralded yeah, players but without those guys there I don't think that they're anything you know yeah it's like pulling the fucking arc reactor out of fucking Iron Man ain't gonna go man <laughs> shit ain't gonna fly so, yeah look depending on what happens in origin um, I, I really think that uh, that Melbourne have, have got enough there to if they've got their Smith and, uh, and Cronk okay uh, Sydney Roosters take on the West Tigers It'll be your Channel 9 or your traditional afternoon game there on Sunday at Allianz. Yeah. So they'll be playing in front of about 48 people. Um, <laughs> the Roosters have shown no desire to, to win. I mean, they had that momentary glimpse where they got their guys back, or yep. like, you know, Pierce and Letters and that. Yep. And they w- went on to, to thoroughly destroy the Titans. And then, you know, you kind of think, okay, well, here we go. Yep. But no. Nah, the week after, had their backs broken and humbled. Yeah. So... They've dropped Hastings. Teddy back. Yeah, Hastings was dropped, was it last week or the week before? Because I remember his yeah. old man got on Twitter as well and had a sook about it. Like, you know, really awesome behaviour that ingratiates you with the coach of the side. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, fucking take it like a man and but, work, work um, your way back, mate. Which surprised me. Because he was at the, the tail end of, of last year. He's the one that got him as far as they got. Yeah. I mean, his combination so, with Maloney and the halves in the absence of Pierce was uh, fantastic. And it may have been that that was, you know, more, more due to, to Maloney than him, but... Yeah, yeah, sure. Know, fuck, they're quick to, quick to chop and change. It, well, what that tells me is that on the training paddock, there, there are things that have happened where his attitude hasn't been right, and uh, maybe he's too young for it to permeate the entire team, but when you're in a dire situation like yeah. the Roosters are on the table and so on, you need to you know, just cut that cancer out, and you know, he can go fucking think about it down down in the, uh, or in the kids. it could be that Mitchie Pierce had a sook about something that happened and wasn't happy with it, so they've gotten rid of him to keep, you know. Wouldn't let him fuck his dog. That's it. Like that. <laughs> yeah, so... What the fuck is going to you tonight? Mm. Teddy's back. The Roosters, are the one thing that is is a, a irrefutable fact is that the Sydney Roosters fucking own the Tigers. Like, just own them. Yeah. Regardless of era and, and quality at any given time. And perhaps that, that alone... Yep. We'll put it put him to death. Yeah. Well, I hope, hopefully Teddy comes back great because I'm um, super coach. But also because if, you know, Moreland biscuits his way out of the origin then, then we can get Teddy in the origin team and yep. you know, maybe take it two yep. two one. Uh, look, this is fucking hard, man. Because like you look at the Roosters and you go, yeah, obviously the Roosters are gonna win this game. Obviously. Look, but I think that the Tigers did nothing to impress me against the Broncos. No. You know, they did just enough against the 
a, a team of guys that that were out of, out of sorts, so uh, I'm going to have to go with the Roosters. I really enjoyed the way they, they rushed up and cut things off for the Broncos, but I just don't think that that, that shit's going to fly mm. again. I mean, because it was weird that, you, you know, why Hunt, how Hunt and Milford never adjusted to that. You know, I, I, they just kept trying the same thing, and yeah. ultimately the ball ended up with a centre who got smashed a millisecond after the ball landed. So, yeah. Look, I'm going to go to the Roosters, but with without any real confidence, it's really just a, a, line-up, a line-up situation. And you know, hope, obviously, yeah. You know, hopefully, Woods and Farrah come back. You know, jubilant. You know, Boyd with the you know the epic thirteen plus victory that I said that we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> Telling Teddy about how amazing it is, and you know, get in there soon. But look, I think I'm going to go to the Roosters. What are the What are the betting odds on that game? Well, which one? Oh, sorry, yeah, Roosters. That, that's all right. Uh, yeah, Roosters are paying a buck forty. Tigers are two to eighty. Jesus Christ! Uh, given this, that's man. Well, I guess the odds are dictated by the money coming in, but it seems a little short yeah. <laughs> on the Rooster side of the. I don't think it's that kind of dollar forty to eighty. I thought it'd be like a you dollar know, seventy five to dollar ninety five, maybe yeah. you know, that sort of business. But man, the rabbits take on the Titans. Yep. And uh, this one is another one of those ones where the Titans have shown us a couple of very different looks over recent yeah. weeks. Very different, and the Rabbitohs. Oh, yeah, are they finally kind of getting it together a little bit? I, I say this with no no assurance of accuracy, but I don't think the Titans classically come back well from breaks. Okay. I, I think this was probably in, an interruption to their season. They, they could have done without. Yep. Um, based on that and, you know, uh, Greg Inglis's origin hangover, regardless yep. of whether Queensland win or lose, yep. this is the time of year that he plays himself into his best football. Yeah, exactly. uh, and and I think that they'll just be too much for the Titans. And uh, like the Titans would never, they were never a, a massively uh, travelling side in the first place. Yeah. But getting all the way over to WA, um, yeah, that'll fuck with you. Yep. But like, look, I just feel like the Rabbitohs are, are kind of getting it together a bit. Like Sam Burr just, you know, is starting, I mean, they've lost George, but he's been, you know, almost a liability, you know, this season. Sam's kind of starting to get it together again you know he's not he's he's not 2014 Sam Burgess by any stretch but no. he's he's closer to that than he was you know eight weeks ago yep uh, Storm on the other hand Storm Titans yeah don't, I, I don't I, yeah I still it's they're, 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 they've done some great things this season they really have and they play they played to the death you know in, in most of their, their games this season and they have exceeded what I thought they could do however that still doesn't imbue me with like the trust yeah. inside to say, yeah, I think they can. Win. I don't think they're going to win. Um, the doggies take on the sharks. Monday night foot bitch, ANZ Stadium. Monday night, of course. So Hopawade graces us with his presence. There you go. Fuck, they could have used him yesterday. Yeah, the day would, before. Have been, would have been very different, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe not very different. But I think it would have. Yeah, I, I dare say that it would have. Help the result a lot. I mean, if you got a hopper to come in when you lose Josh Morris, you don't have as much to bitch about. Exactly. You know. So, um, you played yourself, doggies. Yeah, just, just purely based on on form and, and ladder position, uh, and the potential for sharks to set out a memorial poster of the best team in blue and white on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the sharkies on this one. Uh, I would agree. I, st- I don't remember what, what what game it is for the doggies. I mean, given the loss last week, is this their on week? If that's if it's their on week, then fuck. 
you know, look out, and there is that Monday night thing too, because I kind of I'm kind of favouring the Sharks, and so it makes me think, oh, okay, so the Monday night thing, do it? Does that mean that I you go against what you you know your your instincts say yeah. and go for the other team or? Hmm. I don't really know. Look, um, I am going to say well, the safer bet is the Sharks. Yeah, down, And I think until further notice, and much like anything, what happens to See, feed there you up? Go. This this game yeah. has closer odds than Roosters Tigers. Sharks yeah, are getting yeah. a dollar eighty nine. Yeah, well, that's, that's probably fair enough though. These two, so this is like two sides that are up on the upper end of the table yeah. going at it. So oh, that's oh, fair I enough. I thought so. Um, okay, so this one, of course, very origin dependent as well. And yeah, what happens to Fafita? What happens to Gallon? You know these guys. Yeah. So yeah, there's that as well. Josh Morris. I mean, obviously he's not you know too much within Clemmer though. Yeah, Clemmer Jackson. Yeah. So once again, like you know, a couple you know. Two guys on one team get injured in, yeah. in the origin. Based on Maloney being fit, Cronulla win this game, I think. Yep. And the uh, Dragons and the Eels with the buys this week. And that's full time for episode 224. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button, share our posts around, all that good shit. And thank you very much to the people that do it. I do see the names every week, uh, the people who are religiously sharing our stuff around and spreading the word. So thank you very much. Uh, iTunes, one review this week, five star review by Parapie. And it's uh, the, the text is just five stars, Queensland. I don't know what that means. I think is it saying that 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 we're five stars for Queensland, or you know, Queensland's a five star origin team, or Parapai. You'll have to review the show again just to clarify your previous review using it like a fucking iMessage. Parapai. Parapai. As para, as a pie, as in the things that you know, a non rugby league was, fan reading yeah. that would think that they're making fun of paraplegic people. Yeah, because I mean, that is the collective noun. Yes. For for uh, yes, yeah. that's it. Better so, have the fucking Christopher Reeve fan club. But we it? would never do that. No. Ever. That's that's not that's not our go. No. Um, you stick exclusively to quads. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't punch you. <laughs> they can't roll up and start throwing punches. <laughs> So, if that's the sort of thing you're into, <laughs> hit, the, hit the subscribe button on iTunes and give us a review. Uh, Supercoach, uh, Ram and Robbo still up top while down under in the mines. Fucking close, though. Only 26 points ahead. And then, like, after the amount of, you know, Supercoach games, you know, sort of being between, you know, sort of like 1 and 13, yeah, 1,300, yeah. 1,000 and 1,300, you know, 1,300 points. Like, to be only 26 points, you know, in it at the top. Yep. And there's only three points between second and third, too. You know what? That... That's three kickers having an off night. That's like a fucking missed tackle or yeah. two. Like yeah. it's, it's like the amount of small statistics that can go that way. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's like you know picking one captain. That's do you still you know, lose points for miss miss goals? I believe so. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, the Wendells in second place. NZ underscore Magpie third. Uh, the Pool Sharks, Silver Foxes, Fijian Eels, Bobbers, SFC, Far Q All, and Magookan's Army. That's a new one in there from uh, someone, Daniel, with Magookan. Magookan, like a street fighter. I was going to say, it's a Scottish street (laughs) fighter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking (laughs) cunts. Haggers. 
Haggis Avocado. <lacht> Haggis Flame. Havers ob ihr Kont. Tipping, uh, David Kingston on top by, uh, oh, he's so tight on top with Whitey. These two fucking go at it year after year. Uh, Desi's Ducks second, uh, uh, next on third place on 64. One point back, we've got Lemon and Dugs, uh, where we've got Bulldog, Wixie, uh, Norts, JB, Tucker, and Andrew Baker. Fucking Bakes, the little fucking sex machine in 10th. Um, and finally, as always, um, if you're into MMA... Have a listen to This Week in MMA. Just look it up on iTunes and you'll find it there. Similar logo to This Week in League. And, uh, of course, uh, Rocks and Diamonds podcast. And this is one where we basically uh, talk about TV shows and comic books and movies and just general shit. So if you think it's an exclusively Warriors podcast, you'll unfortunately yeah. been mistaken. Exactly. But it's, it's the, better. It, it is not, it is not, uh, the, it's not specifically a fan, a fan <laughs> show dedicated to the work of Manu Badavai. <laughs> it's actually a, a pop culture kind of thing. And, uh, you know, with, with plenty of uh, talk about, you know, Game of Thrones and stuff like as, that as well. As awesome as Manu Pod would be, Rocks and Diamonds podcast is better, categorically. Tell you, a fucking Charlie Gubb podcast. I would, I would fucking carve out some extra time just to, just to throw some stuff at you know, I just I just throw stuff at him like chemtrails and like aliens and <laughs> I just try to just, just bend his brain a bit and just see what fucking gold came out you know, him, he'd give me a crayfish it'd be fucking it'd be fucking amazing but um <laughs> that's it that's all we've got time for this week under two hours so uh if you're one of those three hour show people I feel bad for your son <laughs> <laughs> We done an hour fifty nine. Now the shit is done. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, 